No, yeah, I, I want it from your perspective. <laughs> yeah, please, I want to hear it. So, um, Al, you know, you guys saw it. Alex posted about this thing, and Josh posted about this thing. Des and I have been kind of wanting to go out and do something. So we're like, oh, we'll go to this thing. And I end up having to work pretty late. And then um, I think I misread the message. So I thought it started, I thought the DJ started at 9, but it actually was supposed to end at 9. Anyway, long story short, we're at Engine Room, and you guys are supposedly at the show. And so I get up, we're sitting there, we order drinks, we look at the menu for a while, we're, we had to wait for our table and everything, and then like we sit down and I get up to pee and I go in the bathroom. And there's that bathroom has two urinals and a stall and a sink in it. So like, I'm at one of the urinals, and two guys come in behind me as soon as I walk in. And the guy next to me is like laughing hysterically, like they were just talking right before they came in. And the other guy goes right to the sink, which I thought was weird. <laughs> like to go to the bathroom. They're coming yeah. together and then split up. He's like, oh, I'm not waiting. Like, yeah, like monopolize like every spout mm -hmm. in the place. And then I'm, you know, peeing, and then I get up to go to the sink, and it's Josh at the sink, and it's Alex at the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, nobody said anything. <laughs> but Alex was laughing so hard when he came in. They were just like, what the fuck is going on? I'm just going to mind my own business and stare straight ahead. And the, our side of that is that we were going to go meet up with him anyway because the mm -hmm. show was over. And uh, Josh had to piss, and I'm like, yeah, I got to piss too. We'll go. And uh, we just happened to run into him there. It, it was, was so like, insane. It was like, we all went to the bathroom at the same, like, uh, like at the same time, just not insane. looking next to you. No, yeah, I was. Yeah, I, was, thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't seen him, him like, but I wasn't about to like tap your shoulder. It's like, <laughs> I know, yeah, while you're pissing. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, that was the perfect opportunity. I guess someone could have been in the stall. It we were so crazy, we were so but... quiet. It became the bit, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want to break that. I wanted you to turn around and see it both is, of us. It is funnier. To have that be experienced in that way, where he's <laughs> can you clarify for me what like was Josh using the sink? No, I was I was just waiting. For, I wasn't using the sink, so oh, you, okay. I, Josh finished, and then I used the. Oh, so it was I, Josh I, laughing next to me. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I was like, I wanted uh, praise for my urinal uh, etiquette. Etiquette. Uh -huh. I'm just not saying anything uh, yeah. at all. It's staring straight ahead. Stronger than I. <laughs> It was so weird. And then we all came out of the bathroom laughing and talking, so it looked like we all went in separately and then became friends. <laughs> uh, the memories you make will stay with you forever. You will not survive.
The one I'm doing is fine. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another. Please don't listen to this. Your soul depends on it. Hello, Scream Monster Terror Soda Fright. Six or treat. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Uh, I don't have a sound cue right uh, <laughs> No, No bad sounds, no screaming. Ding dong! Ding dong! Ding dong. Bones. Six Bones. or treat. <laughs> Lightning noises. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking like the cut from where you find it. Like producer hot times drops. Charlie Brown and then instead of rock splice and board curse. <laughs> I got uh, I could do that. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> I that. Listeners, you will hopefully hear I our have new not, Halloween intro. When we're recording this, I have not made, the, or I have not finished, I should say, the Halloween intro. I'm doing all the other work for the show uh, whenever Nick finishes the theme song outside. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, uh, I tossed around the idea of, we just, of course, did a, a themed block with Cyber Timber, and I tossed around the idea of doing a special uh, theme for that, and I'm like, I did not leave myself enough time for this, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so I didn't. But it ended up being fine. I think those episodes turned out really yeah, good. Yeah, I they had wish we could have gotten the, like, stronger, harder, but faster, whatever, <laughs> drop in there at some point. All right, all right. Well, for next, next year's Cyber Punk. Yeah. Cyber Punk. <laughs> oh, it wasn't all Cyberpunk. It was... Yeah, we were... We cyber. Were, the, yeah. Just the prefix yeah. Cyber. Yeah, yeah cyber, just like sci-fi did, type yeah, things. Yeah, we did uh, Cyber, Robots. Mecha, like... We, we, but it was, it, had, it was a thematic through line as, a, as opposed to a directly aesthetic one. Right. Because the, all the stuff we did kind of had things that tied together, sort of. Yeah, we you did could put, like, a mech anime. that on a mech, and then it would be in this theme, I think. Yes, I suppose. So it would be a fun, fun to try and connect this in some way. Yeah, but, I think um, we're gonna. I think there's a lot of connections to this I am to so happy to be back doing Halloween episodes, and I am here with some wonderful, uh, spooky people here today. Members of I'm, the Catholic Church. That's right. <laughs> Clergy. We have Bathtub Carp, Seb. Uh, a glub glub. <laughs> Don't look at my gills or you, you'll kill me. <laughs> I thought you say that every week, gonna... though. <laughs> I thought the carp was going to come back at the end and kill the... the yeah. <laughs> check, check out the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're going to bring, it, bring it up in the first act. Uh, gonna possess the they do something like that with the, the daughter's braid, which I thought was funny. That, that ends up being important. Oh, did they mention that earlier? No, it's... Uh, yeah, they mentioned that earlier. It's, uh, you know... Uh, like I can't believe you're you know wearing your hair like that. Kind of oh thing. yeah, I know. Oh no, she no. Yeah, yeah. Her grandma says you're Pocahontas with that braid. And then pull, yanking her by that is like. And a, she's already said two other racist things. Oh like, yeah, the grandma is like super racist. Yeah, like and it's played as for comedy, which I think it is kind of funny because of the way everyone dismisses her. Yeah, everyone's just like, ah, oh, she's oh, so racist. Geez. We picked this guy up by the river who didn't even remember his own name. That's Alex. Hello. <laughs> That's me. We have somebody who hasn't been with us a while. He's reconstructed slowly, cell by cell. Cam. Fifteen years since I've been on the podcast. <laughs> Long fifteen years. Slime. <laughs> oh, that was gonna be my name, believer. Oh, believer in slime and stink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. There's so many things I could say, like uh, like every other line, and especially everything that George C. Scott says in this film are things that I could, you know, scream out in a silly voice to, to uh, start the show. Yeah, you could say that ending is uh, incongruent with the rest of the, the tone of the rest of the movie, but I like when the devil tries to use the, 
the pimple laser to laser the uh, <laughs> 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 the lightning and the fucking cobras and stuff. Uh, Did you guys buy that gun? No, <laughs> we were looking at it. <laughs> what just put you get an email that the uh, podcast account has been drained of five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, a, a pimple laser the yeah. next time I show up. Yep. Uh, it's uh, pimples, tattoos. I believe the ad yeah, said tattoos. could move. Right. Uh, moles. Uh, you know. Um, Lesser beings. <laughs> <laughs> Devils. There's a, spirits. We if you out. do watch that video uh, that I, we were talking about initially, he's like, here's the safety glasses they come with. And he points the laser at the safety glasses and it shoots right through them. <laughs> 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 it just blasts like a, like a horrible eye-killing hole into the safety glasses that came Yeah, and he like ruined his camera lens. <laughs> yeah, the camera lens gets what episode did this come up on? This came up on the uh, Votoms episode. Yeah, it was open on the Votoms episode. We were talking about the uh, yeah. the, okay. the, the tattoo removing laser. Yep. And right. then, I don't even, I'm trying to remember what we were talking about on the, the Citizen Sleeper. We also had an insane cold open on that one. Um, TikTok and Bigfoot or something. It was, it was literally the giant some, on the top of the mountain. We were talking about uh, at some point the conservative games list that got was getting oh, posted. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was an incredible one. And then uh, I like it's hard to even describe. Like we had like sixteen different cyber ones. Recap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys, you listeners, hopefully listen to this. Oh no, they skipped all. <laughs> yeah, if Cam's not on it, they don't want to listen. I didn't even announce that he wasn't on it. Now they know not to listen to it. I just had nothing to say about Motaz, Ghost of the Shell, or uh, the other one, Citizen Sleeper. Citizen Sleeper. You guys didn't do the uh, Cyberpunk DLC, is that one? It it's didn't come out now. until now. We'll do it uh, next. Yeah, month. next year. Next year. Next, next year. But it'll it'll be fixed by then. <laughs> it's gonna, the game's gonna work. It'll be Cyberpunk three point oh. Who's the celebrity? In? They put another guy. In. Uh, hold on. I think Idris Elba. Yeah, Idris Elba. Idris yeah. Elba. Wow. He's a good guy. He's a good guy for that. Yeah. Um, himself. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you wanted to talk religious horror for this first segment, Cam. We were talking the Church. Exorcist three Legion today, mm. and yeah, weird subtitle Legion. It's. I think yeah, it's it makes more sense for the book. The second one has a subtitle. It felt like they had to put a subtitle. Well, the book is yeah, also Legion, Legion. but it does two, not have the Exorcist not in it. Exorcist, Exorcist yeah. Two is called the Heretic, the Heretic, and there really isn't a Heretic no, in that movie. <laughs> it's not called Pazuzu's Revenge. It should be. <laughs> I can't believe they haven't used that yet. So <laughs> the demon's name is Pazuzu. I know we'll be bringing that Established up only in the second movie and not you, brought up anywhere else. If you listen carefully to this podcast. Just rewatch The Exorcist. Oh, it really? is not mentioned as not far as I know. the first scene where they, like, he's in Egypt or No, they, they don't or, say it. They, they show don't say a, anything, really. Yeah. They have the little statue, and then oh, they have the statue with the huge hog. <laughs> one of the um, but they don't say Pazuzu in the first guys on the rewatchables has the Pazuzu statue in his backyard I that think. owns he's really yeah. a crazy person he has like weird <laughs> the movie demon of the wind art <laughs> yeah pretty sick did that guy stop getting older in the 70s or something like, <laughs> I love your dislike to that show is exactly why I do like it <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of old sports guys saying that was cool huh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't even really think it's bad. I understand some of the appeal, but like, to it's me, it's like listening to sports radio, but they're talking about something that I care about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, something that we will talk about a lot in this second segment 
or in the second segment of this show, is that the thing that makes this movie unique is that the, the author of the book the original Exorcist is based on and the director of this film um, is like a for real Catholic freak. Like a, like, a, like a very religious guy who thinks all of this is real. And it is. And it, it is, happened of in course. Life. Yeah, it happened in his butterframe. And, um, like, that adds a certain flavor to this. But the re- kind of religious horror thing is was really in vogue in, like, the, in the 2010s, especially after, like, Conjuring and Insidious mm-hmm. and all of that, where it felt like for a while that was the only thing that people would, yeah. quote-unquote, believe. Bizarre. Like, a mo- like, monsters or whatever were totally out. Yeah. But... Slashers and stuff that was too. They did realize that the scariest thing is a priest. Yeah, yeah, but they would still do like a. But he's corrupted and evil. They couldn't just say he's a he's a priest that is like a bad person who could kill you or molest you. It's more like this priest believes in Satan. Wow. Yeah, all believe in Satan. Or there's some kind of fucked up doll or something. What is Hannibal about? It's that. It's basically that. It sucks. It fucking sucks so bad. Six the the, uh, the exorcists from The Conjuring or from Insidious. I'm trying to remember which oh one is which. <laughs> They're both directed by the same guy. It's so confusing. I can't keep Insidious them straight. Insidious is about... No, never mind. In Conjuring? In Conjuring, they move into a house uh-huh. and then it's haunted it's by demons. This is in Conjuring. But there was like... The Dead people there from the house, but then also it was on an Indian burial ground. So, like, the thing with uh, Conjuring and Insidious and stuff, there's like a, there's very much like a, uh, you know, you, it's connected to like, like cultural beliefs, I think, in America, where like people can buy like a ghost that has connections to like specifically the Christian hell. Yeah. But they can't. Pretty much like a pretty large population of the, like the movie going audience will like be afraid of a ghost, kind of like it, and I, in the dark. I am afraid of house. a ghost. Yeah. I, I can buy a ghost and I like a ghost, but the thing is, I also <laughs> love. I can buy a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. please cut that out. That's a drop. I can buy a ghost. I like your ghost. <laughs> anyway, don't step. <laughs> Anyway, the point I was trying to make is that, like, um, in eras before, there it very much fluctuated as to what the villain of a horror movie was going to be. Because uh, pe- smarter people than I have uh, talked about how, like, as time goes on, like American horror movies kind of latch on to more specific metaphors for like the current cultural fears of the day. You know, like in the fifties, you saw a lot of B movie alien stuff because the idea was that some unknown force was going to come and uh, destroy us. It's like a nuclear bomb kind of thing going on. And then as you get into like the fucking, uh, like I'm skipping a lot, but I'm going like, as you get into the fucking Reagan 80s, it's a guy. Like it's a serial killer. There's a it's, dude there in could, a mask? There could be a fucked up criminal and the, the cops would have to save you, but the cops can't save you because the criminal's too strong. He's too powerful. Well, I'm to sure it'll trickle down. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> trickle what? down the crime. <laughs> Um, I think horror is sometimes driven by fear-mongering conservatives. Whoa. Yes. Uh, so it's like an Imagine alien force will come and blow us up, which is the Soviets. Conservatives love uh, to scare themselves uh, with the or liberals. Thing. Yeah, yeah. 
they love to invent something that is scary to them and then say it's going to happen. Yeah, if you're so, not afraid of God, uh, you're going to get possessed and you're going to kill people well, or they'll kill you. I think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to say I believe it. But, like, but so like for the well, you went to Catholic for, school for so. maybe the late late 2000s, like the entire block of the 2010s, it seemed like the only horror movie that could get made was a, the kind of insidious paranormal activity, like the only enemy like force in a horror movie Seriously, could be three. paranormal activity poltergeist and the conjuring i just cannot pull apart poltergeist them. is at I least spielberg i understand that one, that one and that was like 20 years indian apart from the other ones yes yeah, that's the indian burial grounds when did Clover- cloverfield came out in 2008 question yeah. mark yeah okay but that yeah, one's at like, least godzilla yeah, yeah that's that's 911 so um <laughs> they're all 911 science is also 911 <laughs> Science is 9-11. Oh, yeah. Conservatives are afraid of science. I think a lot of uh, Final Destinations are kind of 9 11 too. Or like yeah. post-9-11. Of like, mm-hmm. Except for the first like one. If the weights crushed your head, that would be 9 plane exploding. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow the least 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Right, right, right. Right, so, right, right. Like, um, yeah. Just like that something really bad could happen to you any second. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Just like that kind of thing. You could be possessed by a demon. You could yeah. be possessed by a demon. Like, yeah, I think that I'm not sure what we're going to see as like the trend going forward because it's hard to say. A lot it's of it is still clinging. Elevated horror now. It's not it really like, though. You only get like one of those a year. Yeah. Those movies are kind of expensive to make. <laughs> yeah. It seems There's not like as much. Like, we should midsummer cost. A lot of drawn out inevitability mm-hmm. and like. Yeah. Kind of like. I'm trying to think. I just watched. Control, uh, I, I just watched. No one will save you, which mm-hmm. is an, which is an alien movie, mm-hmm. but uh, it's like a lot of movies. Well, or like modern horror is all about like I, more about exploring trauma than I think oh, a lot yeah, of other yeah, it's movies. Trauma. It's always trauma. Well, oh yeah, like that, that is movies. Midsummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, yeah. You know what I was thinking of is the another thing I think nobody in here has watched, including me. Is that movie that Netflix said had eight jillion viewers of Bird Box? You guys remember when that? Oh was? yeah. Uh, it was the one. Yeah, that was the one. Weren't people... allowed to look in their eyes, so people were driving around blindfolded. They were doing like. Uh, yeah, they were doing the Bird Box challenge. That was like a totally astroturf thing. There's no way that people organically came up with Bird <laughs> yeah. Box challenge. Yep, that's right. That's cool. That's a you, good turn. You know what that? I can extrapolate what it means. All right. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they put it over the top. Fabricated. <laughs> 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 but, like, yeah, so, but like, um, like and I, they, I think of that and Quiet Place, uh, I don't think that there's enough evidence here to point towards a huge trend, but the idea that like some kind of like, you know, mutated human creature that forces you to act differently, that for, that uproots your life in some way mm-hmm. is, is a kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. Nick, I'm going to ask you this for about the 15th time. What was the one that we went to see with Sydney? That was Don't Breathe. Yes. Wow. Okay. I That's add... what if you broke into someone else's house and he was evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Like yeah, that, I, a, I don't a, even it's know. It's a state your ground state, so you should be scared. <laughs> you broke into someone's house and they stood your ground. That one was awful, uh, but like... How do we categorize that one? That that's just like a guy. Yeah, that's not even just, necessarily a serial killer. Yeah, it's just a guy. It's, it's a guy. See what that guy was it's scary. Started, like torture porn, right? Oh, it was. Like, there, there was some stuff of that in there, but it didn't really like it didn't linger on it in the way of like a saw, which was. Oh no no no! Oh yeah, we got a new saw coming out. That oh, just came out. Hell yeah! No, you, you me and Sid were sitting there like really uncomfortable. Yes, I know. I know about that and I know why it made you uncomfortable but they don't like they're not showing I'm, I'm making, talking about the way the film is right mm. 
Like, I thought it was like people getting stabbed in the foot and like. Well, so there's a scene where the guy, yeah, there's a scene where the guy like captures the girl and is going to use a turkey baster to inseminate her with his own semen that he's been keeping in a fridge. Yeah, that's such a wild, like, that it starts with the home invasion and then it somehow gets to that. Like, I was waiting The guy's basement is like... I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know why I'm even thinking. The guy's basement is like, uh, he's got, like, the fucking, like, uh, alien water and chains room in his basement. Like, it's very... (laughs) Is the power loader down there? (laughs) (laughs) No, alien ones. (laughs) Of like there are just fucked up people around. And yeah, but I wouldn't say that that's part of a larger trend right now either. Of like, a, oh, there's one loner guy because that seems like the kind of thing like you can definitely point to like a oh we don't want to get too close to that guy he might don't breathe you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could I think you could call someone a, a he's got the barbarian basement in his house. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I'd kill for one of those. <laughs> Some people did. Yeah, so, all right, so that's another thing. I guess we can't really even point to that as part of an identifiable trend, but the religious horror stuff, I think, is still kind of going in a way. I guess more what I was Well, didn't The Nun 2 just come out or some shit? Well, yeah, they have I mean, the fucking, um, the guy from Murder on the Orient Express doing a fucking haunting in Venice or whatever. No, okay, hold on. That's, that's all marketing because that is just a book that was already, that already existed. Kenneth yeah. Branagh is specifically doing the a movie version of the, of the... Glass Onion guy would make that. No. Um, this is a uh, Kenneth Branagh is, did the other. Um, if you guys want to see the the least incoherent adapt- adaptation of a good murder mystery novel, you should, you should watch Death on the Nile, the one that he did. I, sh- I need to watch Gal Gadot. Yeah, where, uh, yeah. she has a really incomprehensible. Yeah. So I think so, in in keeping with the uh, horror is driven by conservatives who fear monger. We can't pin down a uh, trend because they're fear mongering about everything right now. Yeah. So I, I think QAnon is the real, real villain. Right? But what are they actually yeah. like? Yeah. What are they afraid of now? They're afraid of Joe Brandon turning their kids trans. Yeah. Yeah. So they're what, afraid so of trans people. It's hard to make something about. They're it. afraid of random guys. They're afraid of God. They're afraid of. They should do another invasion of the body snatchers. This actually sounds like a feeling yeah, you could capitalize. That, I think that's really. No, maybe they shouldn't. Something like a. Something like a, like people a, are replacing the ones that you know. Yeah. And like you can come at it from either angle. You want to come at it from a liberal angle or a conservative angle. You want to come at it from a liberal angle, you could be like, people start talking about a weird conspiracy that doesn't make any sense to you and they're all in on it together. Like, yeah. like you people, start to like this person and then you find out that they're blank. You find out that they're like a yeah. QAnon. It's like there's been some sort of secret yeah. invasion or something. <laughs> <laughs> Someone could make... God, they... Blew that. I so cannot hard. believe how badly they I have I've been gone for four weeks. I can't imagine there's been any Marvel TV show. No, no. It's Don't been, worry. I'm, I'm not completely absent. Thank I'm you. so not watching that. I, I promise you. <laughs> that shit sucked. I watched one episode of that and I was like, that you, you're supposed to hook me in the first episode, not bore me to death. <laughs> they decided to not they watch They have the scrolls now. They decided oh, to Jackson remove all the stakes. Don't, don't you know? oh, they had to remove all the stakes surgically. So I, I think I, there might be one more thing. Uh, one thing I'm scared of more than demons and the devil, and that is Marvel TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, a lot of these, like, kind of... The, the, the horror movie history over the past like 50 years has always been that of a horror movie you can make with a few actors and a cheap set horror movies are cheap so you can get them out quick and you think you don't have to have a huge budget um and like 
there are kind of people trying to do like throwback stuff. People are doing their own takes on older slashers or their old their own takes on older kinds of horror movie. But I I struggle to think of what the defining like thing of the era is. It's and, definitely trauma. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, think I think you're right. Are about family trauma and like mm-hmm. like past grievances and like working through emotions and stuff and. Mm-hmm. Things coming back to haunt you after a long time. Yeah, but in the realm of religious horror, I think that this stuff works so well. Mostly, I mean, a lot of it because we spent so much time in Catholic Church of just like it is not like a cheery, happy yeah, place. They've, in there. It's, they've got their the fear got their of God is very important. It's yeah. cold and. Everything everywhere is like imagery of a guy getting killed and like horror. Yeah, they do have a bloody man on a, a crucified in every and church. Just wood, and you gotta yeah. like kneel down and, and it's like chanting. I and, do like how this movie has none of the the Protestant shit of like, oh, God and the devil have real names and you're allowed to say them. It's it's very like, <laughs> no, you go to the other place, and if you're talking about a demon, he's your friend. No names. You're not on a first name basis with that demon. You talk you. You talk to him and like you know when me and Pazuzu are tight. When Jesus <laughs> when Jesus is approached in the desert by the devil, it's like uh, a con man came to him in the desert and offered him the world or something like that. You like you don't say his name. He's not. You're not. You don't have that privilege. You're not allowed to say like hell or whatever. I say, what do you think this the is? The King James Bible. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> that shit's for lessers. Wow. Only read Niv. Like if you go to like a big. Like, uh, or if you were accidentally turned the channel to like the Catholic channel or whatever on mm-hmm. Christmas and you see like those TV big preacher. masses and stuff, yeah. it's basically eyes wide shut. Like, yeah. it's a completely silent, echoey room and someone's going filled with smoke. <laughs> and there's a guy in a robe and there's like gold everywhere and everyone looks sad. It's no, sorry, like, that was me. I left uh, the TV on while I was playing the part of Resident Evil 4 where you have to rescue Ashley. Uh, it's the same. <laughs> there, are, like, there are guys with crossbows. <laughs> I do always have to send someone to tr- to turn the lever for me so, so I can cross. Action so <laughs> Alex Cam and I all had the same basically Catholic experience. Was the church that your family was in was it more like a, a grape juice and crackers kind of thing? What what uh, what you have to deal with, Seth? Um, I mean, like it was Protestant church, so there isn't really a, much focus on it like demons and exorcism, yeah, and like that's just not really a thing in a <laughs> congregational are, church. There is totally like a belief in like the idea of hell with Catholics, but it's more like that stuff exists, but you're not allowed to name it and quantify it. Like, yeah, it's so like you are, it's not so much about like we didn't saying really... and going to hell or Satan. It's like what was the, the vibe opposite. Like, it's yeah, like, the, the, the vibe was actually generally chill. Yeah, that's um, the Protestant thing. That's totally that, that, like, I mean, in, in a congregational church, church, yeah. <laughs> and ironically, congregationalists I'm so come from Puritans. Sorry, with the formation of the Protestant religion. Yeah, I'm like trying to actually educate you guys about congregationalism. Congre- well, we don't care about that. Oh, well, okay. I mean, the congregational church ironically comes from Puritanism. Like, it's direct descendant. But, like, it's not evangelical. Like, it's not like, ooh, I'll put the fear of God in you. Like, that kind of thing. It's, Honestly, it's, Catholic stuff is very European. It's like the American idea of Christianity is I don't have to do any of this stuff. Well, <laughs> Which is kind of... Uh, I mean, so we, we did, like, soup kitchens. We did, like... Yeah. You know, like there there was stuff going on in the church, you know, like missions, donations, heifer project, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but it, it was like not, we didn't really talk about hell. There was like no belief really. I mean, maybe privately people believed in that stuff, yeah. but there was like no talk about it in yeah. the church. There was no hell, Satan, 
devils, demons, exorcisms. It was just like, God loves you and wants you to be happy and do good things. In many ways, that is a lot healthier than the alternative. Yeah, I mean, I I don't, it's just like not my thing. Like, I don't have anything against like that denomination of Christianity. Like, it's a chill place to be. I'm mostly bringing it up in terms of contrast because the, the the, like, Guilty Catholic horror stuff is so much of what's in this movie of, like, you know, there are, like, rules to this stuff, but not, not only are there rules to this stuff, there's a lot of ceremony, which is the smoky rooms and the robes. And the, yeah, and definitely the swing not at all. Yeah. Like, the most ceremony we had was we do Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's Ash Wednesday. We didn't do Ash Wednesday. There's, there's nothing about saints. There's no saints at all. No saint feasts. No saint anything. Palm Sunday, we would have like a palm frond, but we, we like we actually bought some palm fronds and would only have like one leaf per person just because yeah, they make a mess. Um, uh, and then you know walk around with those. Um, and then we would do communion but that's only once a month grape juice oh, crackers, wow. right? yeah wow. or do you have the good stuff no we had wine <laughs> so you, you must have had it you could do grape juice or you could have you're not getting that that huh? little snack what yeah do you, do you have to bring snacks or something because i i need that it was only hit. like an hour long it was at 10 o'clock i need that to little 11. communion hit though i did otherwise <laughs> i'd be too hungry did your mom have a thing about how you're not supposed to eat before you receive communion no I don't think that's right. What? Who does that? We're just late every week. We were late every week. (laughs) That's why we didn't eat breakfast before. We were late every week, but that's unrelated from how apparent. Like, some. This is again. Communion was my only food of the entire (laughs) (laughs) day. This is totally not consistent between churchgoers, church members, or churches, but. There is uh, some belief, like, where people say the communion is supposed to be the first thing you take in that day. Mm. And. and, uh, I like that. Like, especially if you, you have, like, a like mid-morning service like 10 o'clock it's it's again it's totally made up like it does well, not no, the, the nowhere church, in the fucking bible I don't know. yeah <laughs> the body of christ is enough to sustain me all day so yeah i think that the church that i went to would do sunday brunch i think it was actually once a month on the first sunday which is the first sunday was when we did communion so i think that might have carried but it wasn't really like a you can't take it you can't eat anything it was just a thing for the church to so do all of this religious horror stuff it does it seem as abstract to you as just having an alien in there is it like yeah it, yeah there was no like guilt like there was no yeah. like god will punish you it was <laughs> just like be a good person man mm-hmm. yeah that's so much healthier than like i just yeah. consider like this setting like the catholic church setting just akin to like insane asylum like the <laughs> setting already is scary to be yeah. in. like in this movie Specifically, like they just shoot. There's no like, confessional. Parts of the church. They're like, look at this, look at this, look check, at this. check that. Out. Yeah. Which is definitely yeah, check stylized. out this crucifix. Yeah, it's like, like a guy who is a Whoa. devout Catholic recognizes it's supposed to be scary. He's yeah. a guy. He's not a guy who's like this is really dramatic. This it's guy's not doing like an epic takedown of Catholicism. He's like, no, this is why it's good. Here's the scary part. Turn all the lights on, yeah. crazy in the church. They're just like. That's what church looks like already. Yeah. They got candles going? It's yeah. like, what? Yeah. Here's the, no, here's the I, confessional statement. The, the perfect reading. scene for the most terrifying thing you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> a Protestant church is much plainer on the it's inside. It's so plain. Yeah. We, um, I so, mean, it, it also depends on when it was built, though. Oh, like, yeah. the, we the one I grew up in was built in 1901. Um, but if you go to a more recent one, they can get pretty just like... It's like an office building. Yeah, it, like, it, it looks like it's a conference style. room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boston, there's a church that now is a GameStop, I think. <laughs> the other way around. Sure. So I had, um, 
I had uh, it's a church for sale in New London. London. <laughs> I, I had yeah. Boy Scouts in the uh, in the parish by Sarge's. Of, um, uh, of one of the one of the churches in Mystic, and I was I'm thinking about that it's area. The one on the hill. Uh, no. no. Okay, that's the Baptist church on the hill. The yeah. Okay. I know uh, which one you're talking about. Yeah, and it's like, and I'm thinking about that and thinking about the connection of it and like. The inside of the church is quite fancy, but then you go next door and it is like, uh, you know, con- bomb shelter building, <laughs> like yeah, a like nondescript general con- congregation room. It's mm-hmm. just like... It's like where you go for AA, not where yeah. you go. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. That's exactly wow. That's exactly it. Yeah, the We've one all of- been to AA. Yes. <laughs> we all understand this well, reference. We're doing it next week, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, for the show. I got the scariest I went to topic. AA for extra credit in a psychology class. Whoa. I had to go for, uh, I, you can just, you know what happens. No, it was like, no, it was a, the a class. The point is it's anonymous. It you was a really... class on substances. <laughs> and and extra, they, so they show you all the good ones? Extra or? credit is you do all the substances. Yeah, right. that was both going for the same joke. Goodbye, <laughs> smack. All right, so, do we have anything else to say on religious you? I know you have a lot of opinion uh, no. on the film franchise, The Nun. The devil yeah. is real. <laughs> That's all I'm uh, going to say. I do just, like, always like to bring up faith. Um, which is the like uh, one bit looking rotoscope oh, yeah, thing that takes place in Sterling, Connecticut. So favorite wow. fact yeah. ever. Yeah, because on Emily on the road on that, that road. yeah Emily lived on that road. Oh, that's but she crazy. anytime you mention it to her, she gets pissed off about it. Yeah. <laughs> More cheese. I know what you're talking about. I need <laughs> yeah. to get a license. That's what he does. He goes, Emily, like, whenever you mention it to her, she gets pissed off because she's like, no, the next road over is the fucking haunted one. Those stupid idiots. <laughs> well, those guys didn't do any research on it. They, yeah. they just They're in, like, like, Texas or something. Yeah, exactly. They're just <laughs> like, like what's spooky? Connecticut. Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, that's where the what's them faces <laughs> live. Um, yeah. What are they called? Uh, I know exactly what you're the talking conjuring about. people. The oh. oh, yeah. There's the, the people. The Warrens. Um, haunting. No. Haunting in Connecticut and Amityville Horror. Yeah, them. I saw Haunting in Connecticut on a date, and it was the fucking like. I was like, oh, this movie's gonna be scary. It'll be like a because I was like a fucking dumb as shit teenager at the time. I was like, it'll be like a ooh so scary thing, and I'll I'll like be. Totally cool. She might grab your uh, arm. Oh, yeah. She, not, I didn't think she was going to be scared. I'm like, I'm going to show how tough I am by yeah. not being phased yeah. by this scary movie. Yeah. She's going to start there, crying and, and I'll give her a little kiss. Lame as shit. Like, the P, like, it's like a PG 13 horror movie where like nothing happens. And it's totally relying on like. It, it's totally relying on like dumb teens like me to go to it because they think it's going to be scary and then doesn't pull anything. Des and I went to Evil well, you fell for it. and we thought it was going to be kind of a little more lighthearted, mm-hmm. pulpy modern horror movie throwback. You thought Ash was going to punch a skeleton in the head? Was going to screw They've been trying. They've been like, there's like you know the funny Evil Dead movies and the serious Evil Dead movies, and they've slowly been coming to a middle. Uh-huh. But it's they're still way closer to the scary ones right uh-huh. now. So we went expecting a little bit more lightheartedness, and it was it was a little bit, and it was also really loud in the theater, and there was like nobody in there. It was an intense experience. Mm-hmm. Good, good movie, very fun. I think that we got our heads almost wrapped around this, so I think it's almost about time all the way that around. we almost turned all the way around. We almost pulled, <laughs> almost good. pulled right off. Um, we are uh, going to take a brief break, listeners, and we'll be back with the Exorcist Three.
17 years ago, an extraordinary motion picture touched our most profound, nameless fears. Do you dare walk these steps again? Death, be not proud, nor canst thou kill me. Satan grows stronger. You believe in possession, Father? He has found a haven. Come to take a little blood from your father. He has taken possession. The boy had been crucified. His web widens. I've just never seen anything like this in 20 years. Inside this cell. The killer drove an ingot into each of his eyes and cut off his head. Inside a man. Who are you? I am no one. A man we thought had died 17 years ago. He is inside with us! He will never get away! This time you're going to lose. The real terror is back. George C. Scott in William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist 3. Listen to this, your soul depend on the Hello Scream Monster Terror Sewed Up Fright. Six or treats. Your soul ding depend dong, on it. Ding and dong. we have a special treat or defeat for you. We did not forget to prepare this. We never oh. stole this segment we from anyone. We never stole it. Oh, boys. They, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> so, uh, I was excited to get back into the spooky spirit, and I decided to, uh, usually I kind of half-ass this by looking at whatever grocery store I'm in to, sh- to shop for groceries, seeing if they have something good, but I'm like, where is uh, the, the crappiest like Halloween branded stuff going to be? Like, where will, am I going to have the most successful treat or defeat? And I'm like, Target. And so that's where I went. And so I actually, you went, you, did you have anything else to get at Target? Or was this uh, the reason was, you went to Target? This was the reason I went to Target. It that's was big. on my way home. That's big. It was on my way home, so it was not, I did not have to go out of my way for this. I drove, I drive right by Target on the way I, home. So. I, I almost asked you if it was hard to find Halloween stuff because it's so early in the month. But uh, Oh, no. They start in <laughs> August. So this is, uh, this is the Target official brand. It's like... Uh, what is it called? What is their favorite? Favorite day. Favorite Ooh, day brand. That sucks. <laughs> uh, what is favorite this? day brand? Wicked Good Sweets. This is Mummy Munch. <laughs> uh, good name, at least. You can't is eat it, it yet. It Why not? Because we all have to doing? try it at the is same it time. It is green. Okay, I don't, I don't know, think that was ever part of the same. I don't know who yeah, all eat at the same Green time. with mummy. I don't know where where that. The eyes are green, maybe. It's more like toxic slime. Well, they're already white, so like popcorn is already white. So we're not gonna do like like, like, which crunch. 
Yeah. There's something like a shellac candy coating on that. That's on true. It's like caramel corn. Like caramel corn. There were some that I saw there that were just like super yeah. lazy. The way that this is going to get stuck in your teeth, though, is wild. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not... A... I'm not getting any mummy from this. <laughs> no, it's definitely <laughs> not mummy. It should have to be covered in, like, spices from Egypt or something. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it should be spicy. I think there should be a little kick to this, but that's mm-hmm. not probably what the author... Well, I, I did recently watch The Mummy, and uh, Brandon Fraser was eating this. <laughs> he was eating Target brand wicked good yeah. sweets yeah. mummy munch. Yeah. I think it should be wrapped in toilet paper. It should be <laughs> the popcorn shaped like mummy. It should mummy. be bits of... It, you should... There should be like a million prizes in here. Yeah, it's like it's like white it's chocolate just candy cracker coating. jack, isn't it? Yeah, it's totally a cracker jack. But I mean, like thing. mummies are buried with their all their yeah. possessions and wealth and stuff. So it should be like all prizes and, mm. and like gold. Yeah, I don't hate this, but it's also not. Yeah, I think there should be gold in with the. It should be gold. Yeah. Gold flake. Yeah. Get in there. I read that whole pack. I don't need because to I have bring a sugar this to the afterlife with me. Is that? <laughs> do we think that's treated? I think that's defeat. It's not. Special, so I, I'm gonna say it tastes good, but I don't. I wouldn't eat that. It's mm. too, you could eat this any time of the year. It's too much for me. It doesn't have any kind of Halloween panache. It always irks me when we're looking at Treasure Defeat stuff, and it's like just a new bag. Like I saw Captain Crunch had like spooky Halloween thing. It's like turns your milk green, but it's not different. Like Captain Crunch, it's just yeah. the same Captain Crunch. Well, that's has like the same with this though. This is just like caramel corn, but like yeah. yeah but I don't think they sell oh. the the white chocolate. With candy on it, caramel corn. Oh, is this white chocolate? Yeah. That even I couldn't even clock that. Yeah. yeah. yeah if you, that's definitely a different My first thing. few bites, I didn't get any, but it does have drizzle on it. Menu. Yeah. Mm, definitely There's one no of the worst there. foods to eat yeah. on a podcast, though, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Both crunch and then you gotta like. I hope you enjoy the cartoon. Yeah, I'm gonna be making mouth noises trying yeah. to get all of the popcorn out of my teeth no, for the rest of the episode. Yeah, yeah, that's a defeat. Things. It's not. Yeah. It's not doing anything for me. All right, I think we're, I think we're we're going defeat here. It treat. Is, all right, treat from Seb. Seb's going to eat the rest of it mm-hmm. on mic during the show. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I did bring Cam. some uh, Eucharist to finish. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll give me some of that. It's the only food I need all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about bringing wine. But is it is it the shitty crackers. little um like round crackers? The body of Christ. Yeah, that's yes. the actual body of our Lord <laughs> Jesus Christ. Christ tastes like shit. <laughs> You'd rather have mummy munch, right? Saving your soul doesn't need to taste good. <laughs> what a Catholic thing of you to say. That's such a Catholic thing of you to say. It's like the idea of suffering is built into religion and yeah. Catholicism. Protestantism is all about like... Your reward is in heaven, <laughs> not yeah. here on earth. You need a tasty little treat when you'll have eternal life. Mm-hmm. The sweetest thing of all. So... Is there eternal life in heaven? Cam, this is your episode, your grand yes. return, and you wanted to do Exorcist 3 Legion. You and I both watched this movie last year, mm-hmm. but separately. We didn't, we didn't hang out together and watch it. We just both ended up picking yeah, it. Yeah, I think you said it was really good, and I checked it mm-hmm. out, I think. But I watched it like right after we recorded Christine, I think, mm-hmm. last year. And I was like, God damn it. I <laughs> waited a year to do this for the podcast. Like, I almost did it... like. The next month, like in mm-hmm. November or something, it's over. because it was yeah. so good. I was just blown away. I was like, "All right, well, this will be fine." Like you know, people say, "Like it's an extra sequel," and people say it's good, so it's probably like entertaining. It's probably like not shit. Yeah. That's what's surprising because <laughs> you know, it is surprising when the sequel to or you know, like two sequels later to one of the most acclaimed movies of all time is good. It, it, it's it would be a shock. 
that it wasn't like a total shit cash grab. You know, like two reanimators in, they're not still good. Yeah, know? The yeah. Exorcist 3 Legion doesn't sound like a good movie. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, oh, the poster isn't good. Like the, and then you even describe it to people and they're like, so it's two old guys and they're like doing funny bits. They're friends, they're yeah. They're quote friends. They have rapport. Is there an exorcism in it? And you have to go, well, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, but I just watched it and I was like, Fuck, that was so satisfying mm-hmm. and like good. Like I was entertained for every second of this movie. I lo- love the way it looks. I love. I think it's a rare instance of like the jokes in a horror movie working. Mm-hmm. Like a big thing about horror comedies is either the horror falls flat or the comedy falls flat. Like one of the yeah, other. It's hard to get both. Yeah. I mean, this one just I would not call this a horror comedy at all. Mm-hmm. But like the characters in it have funny dialogue with each other at the beginning of the, the movie. They have and some really good lines. Yeah, in that. and like, the, I think I bring this up every Halloween, but the, the podcast that I love with Corley and Russ, they are like pride themselves on being a cozy horror movie podcast. And they always talk a lot about the first third of the horror movie where nothing bad is happening and everyone is just having a good time. Yeah. And like that, most movies don't have that because they don't, have to offset the scale of how bad things are going to get later in the movie, but a lot of movies do have that anyway. But yeah, like, and that's that part of the movie is what makes you care about the characters a lot of the time. Yeah, totally. And so I otherwise, you're just like, oh, that guy got killed. Wow. And I love that part of horror movies. Like the Friday the Thirteenth movies are just like sometimes you just get watch kids drink beer and hang out for like in the seventies mm-hmm. for like thirty minutes and it rocks. But with this movie, it's too. It's an old cop and his priest friend. Yeah, it's the cop from the first Exorcist movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Played by a completely different actor, of course. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Yeah, a lot of I've not seen that. It would, the thing is, the cop is such a bit part in the original that you would not get George C. Scott to play yeah, him. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, it is only with his expanded role in this story that it makes sense to cast George C. Scott. Yeah, so he was in a bunch friends of things. with the priest who... Got thrown out the window or threw himself out the threw window. Himself out the threw window. himself out the window in the first exercise. Which is kind of a weird bit of retconning because they don't, they really, I, I just rewatched the exorcist one. Yeah. They're like not really friends. Like he's investigating the um, director's murder mm-hmm. in that. And that's like how he gets involved with all of this. Because okay. the director is, also gets thrown out the window previous to, you, yeah. you don't really this, see it. This is another thing where it actually ties directly into the last Kemp episode we did on The Godfather because this is the thing that is all tied up in the way the book is. Mm-hmm. Where they don't like each other at the beginning of the book and then they grow to be friends over the course of it and then yeah. by the time Exorcist Three Legion rolls around, they are friends or they yeah. were friends. In, in the movie The Exorcist One, they like have a couple scenes together and like are friendly but when he mm-hmm. says that in this movie when he says that he's he was his best friend i was like what yeah. <laughs> all this to say that's the tenuous connection to the first movie yeah. it's yeah. like okay that's that guy and like so <clears throat> i really like the setup of they're just uh they both think that they're hanging out to cheer the other one up on this day that the the priest died because they both knew him. I guess. The other guy, yeah. uh, Damien Karras. Yeah, Damien from the first. And the movie, other so. priest, I think, is supposed to be. I don't. God, I don't remember his name. But there's another priest who was friends with Karras in that first movie, and I think mm-hmm. that's that was that's supposed to be the same guy. But so I'm, there's he, that's the Father Morning. Um, yeah. No, Father Morning is like he's the, Father... yeah, he's the chaplain of the hospital. Yeah. 
Yeah, Father Dyer. I'll try and Father Dyer. I'm really just terrible with names in movies yeah. in general, so I'll try to keep it straight because there's a lot of old white guys in this movie. There <laughs> sure are. But, like, the, so the the cop and the priest are friends, and they they each get together to, like, talk and hang out with this excuse of, like, oh, I'm, I gotta cheer him up on this day of where our friend died. And they go to see It's a Wonderful Life, and it's clear that, like, the, the cop is losing, or has completely lost his faith in, like, basically humanity not even like religion at all but it's just like, he is pretty like, atheist like he makes a point of like saying your god and that yeah, kind of thing remind me to circle back to the movie thing i don't want to interrupt now but okay yeah some, some so I'll, I'll try and just quickly get through the baseline but like so um they're friends and like that that's the main kind of through line of the movie is like he doesn't believe in god anymore because of how that being a, a detective or a commissioner or whatever, I think he's, he's a sergeant. A, he's a lieutenant. Lieutenant, when that lady yells, lieutenant, in the, yeah. uh, one part of the movie. But um, so he's lost faith because of all these horrible crimes that he has to investigate. Like the movie opens with this this death of like this black kid who has his head cut off, he's crucified, and has like stakes driven through his eyes. Like couldn't be worse. Yeah, the young he... kid is mutilated, and then you find out he was like, awake the whole time during it because he was sort of yeah so um, and then his head on his body was replaced by a head from a statue of jesus christ and it has been done up in in blackface yeah so just like the worst thing like like they don't really show you that they kind of do later but yeah mostly describe it yeah so um the older priest ends up going to the hospital and is killed there in the way that is like um in the way that connects it to several other murders that have been happening that, that only like that the information ago. hadn't been leaked to the public so they're like oh my god the old killer's killer. mo the, the gemini. gemini killer and all yeah. this happens and also the priest from the first movie lived and is catatonic and has slowly been regaining his like consciousness and like this gets really hard to explain yeah but like it's he's in a padded cell he's possessed yeah yeah they, this they, killer basically yes the spirit the spirit of the gemini killer possessed the body of uh priest Karis from the first exorcist movie who is not himself but is in fact this guy uh, and it took him 15 years to reconstruct his brain mm-hmm. and he is possessing other people to do the killings for him using his specific mo which is what tips off the police officer yeah like damien karis um becomes kind of his home base i guess but he had to build it up for 15 years that's remember how i said this movie is hard to pitch to someone as a good movie like it is difficult to explain i mean i think that the the spirit of a a serial killer possesses people to continue doing his crimes is it pretty that's a clean pitch and it's connected to the first x yeah because and 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 it's a it's a good heightening i think because it is like an evil spirit that could possess a bunch of different people as opposed to just hanging out in reagan yes yeah he's jumping around doing these killings and immediately you have on board a cop who believes that this is happening you don't have to jump through a lot of hurdles of people going you think that this ghost is jumping it, it takes people. him a little while to get there like i think that the movie takes a, a little while to get to like okay yeah, he really is, is jumping to like it, it's like the last 15 20 minutes when mm-hmm. they're really like 
okay, we know he can possess old people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he says that stuff. Basically, he's like, I'm a traveling man. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And then they do the fucking voiceover again oh, when he God. finally realizes it. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I love it. But, yeah. But, and then all this happens, and then at the end, there's this crazy exorcism at the end that yep. with, like, lightning and snakes and fire and people getting stuck to the ceiling. It's this crazy wild end that was a reshoot because the end originally was just too banal of him just shooting the guy and, yeah. like, stopping. I think that would have owned. It would have been great, but yeah. I really like this the crazy fire and exorcism stop. at the end. Yeah. It is like you had this long, nice, fancy dinner, and then they bring you a big old piece of fun fatty cake at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, go nuts. <laughs> it rocks. But, uh, it's got it's like fireworks like, candles on it. Yeah, exactly. yeah it, it's it like is very much like it. that, And it's fun to know that that's a studio fries. note because like, of course, the chef who prepared the incredibly nice dinner is like, we well, shouldn't need the dessert after this. And yeah. somebody's like, there should be, there I, should be I, a I big kiss. I say it, but the studio was right. I like the, wow. I like the new ending yeah. of having this crazy craziness mm-hmm. to it. And also, I don't feel like this movie is too long either. Mm-hmm. It's one fifty, but it goes by like yeah. it, like pretty smoothly. It's so doesn't have any pacing it issues. Really, just like brings you to the next scene, to the next scene, to the next scene. And even though some of those scenes are quite quiet, and some of them are like you know taking place in the same environments over and over again, the thing that people love to bring up here is the hospital hallway scene, the nurse doing her rounds at that oh, yeah. night. But that is all in service of the giant like build up to the one big scare in this movie yeah. which is so good it's so fucking good yeah but i just love the pacing in this movie i love the actors and the and the the dialogue is just so snappy and realistic and the like way it's shot with like the almost like still life shots of like just like oh here's a rose in a vase or here's the confessional or here's a painting on the wall and they just like show you that stuff to like bridge you in between scenes sometimes it's so fucking crazy that this is the author of the books directing it and yeah, that's he does it. such a good job yeah. and he's only done this and one other thing it's, it's that's it he only did two things yeah. ever William Peter Blatty 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 yeah. but uh what Brian Dorif plays the uh the serial killer who is uh-huh. uh the voice of Chucky Mm-hmm. Uh, wow! Does an incredible Dude, performance. It's an interesting best one in the movie. So Dude. good, and Dude. they do that like head-on mm-hmm. shot so that he's looking right at you when you're watching him monologues to really like put you in the space of like you are trapped in a room sitting across from this guy. There is no escape. And, and they kind of right mess with you. you, like he says he's using uh, Father Karras's body, but he doesn't. Most scenes, he does not look like. Doesn't him look like him yeah. because. They only bring the actor back yeah, but not for reshoots. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, they only bring the actor back for reshoots, and they only bring the actor back for like certain scenes, which makes it all that more creepy. Yeah, when, yeah, when like Karis is himself, yeah. he's Karis. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole time watching it, I'm like, wait, is that what the guy looked like from the first movie? And I'm like, no, it's not. And then when they bring him back, I'm like, there he is. That's the guy I know. But I really love this movie. He's saying, shoot me now, kill me now. Yeah, <laughs> great line. He's always saying that. Yeah, kill me now. Uh, but Nick, you you watched this right before me. And, uh, uh, yes, I did. Uh, I watched this last October. It was um, right like back to back. I did this and Psycho Two, which were two movies that I had heard were impossibly good compared to what you think they would be. Mm. Um, and I would agree with both of those. This is like dramatically better than I would think. Psycho Two is more like 
pleasantly surprisingly good. I can't believe they made the Psycho 2. Yes, <laughs> I also cannot believe that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's like the big thing about that is like where yeah, Hitchcock doesn't seem like that kind of guy. He, he he didn't do it. This is years after he's done. Yeah, gotcha. It's a 90s movie, oh, I didn't know. Right? Yeah, okay. It's pretty but it's the same actor. It's mm-hmm. um what's that guy's name? Uh Anthony Stewart. Anthony Edwards? No, it's Wait, Anthony Stewart? Doesn't matter. No. Doesn't matter. Anyway, wow. Um, it's cool that they got the guy from the first Psycho to come back yeah. and play play the same character. Yeah, it's been older and like the time between the first movie and the second movie is the time that like, he was in prison in from the, the first movie. movie. Like, they're yeah. like, oh, that's how long it's been since wow. the, this movie. That's it's like Halloween. But Anthony Perkins is the character's name, or is that the is that the guy's name? Um, it is Anthony, Perk- Anthony Perkins is the guy's name. Anyway, right. so, anyway this um, is our yes. Psycho 2 episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, that will be coming later in the month if I have my say. Uh, but um, no, I watched this and I watched uh, Psycho 2. And this movie is like, I was blown away by how much I enjoyed this. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. And, uh, you know, I think believe is an important word here because all throughout <laughs> wow. this movie is like the thing about like believing in this stuff about taking it seriously and I always am on about like if you take your own stuff seriously the audience will come along on the ride with you and it's not just about nobody saying like oh like Cam said oh do you really think you know he's get a load of this demon shit it's not even just about that but like somebody who is not or has or is unfamiliar with this kind of like like stupid Catholic guilt stuff we talked about in the first segment might assume that it's like, oh, what? So you guys run around being afraid of Satan all the time? It's like, no, we don't even really say his name. It's like, that's like, uh, like, that's brings even more to it. Like, the whole thing with the statue of Jesus opening its eyes and stuff like that. Oh my God. Incredible. That's that was good. When that happened, I was like, did I make the right choice? And I was like, ah, yeah, I did. <laughs> you only need to watch like 30 more seconds after that to be like, oh yeah, this movie yeah. fucking is They have the little tiny crucifix that falls off the wall that yeah. is like bleeding out of its oh, eyes. Right and then the guy touches it and is like, this thing doesn't bleed on Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I bought the bleeding one. Yeah. Those are worth more. Honestly, in terms of, like, creepy things that happen with, like, a crucifix or a Jesus statue or something like that, it's all pretty understated. Like, they don't do, like, something... They don't do The Exorcist 1. They don't do The Exorcist (laughs) 1. goes, like, crazy with it. And, uh, you know, that, of course, is directed by William Friedkin, who is Mm. more like a a sensationalism... I can't believe he made a normal movie. It's psycho. (laughs) R.I.P. Great psycho. Great movies. But uh, this is one of his normal films. Actually. Yeah, it's funny to think of it that way, but you're totally right. Yeah. Get one frame of that guy in clown makeup in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if, and as he always says, if you could remake it now, it would be all CGI. All CGI. My computer would be a fucking cartoon. I love that. Look at that on our free CGI. That guy is a weird guy. That came up last week where they like replaced a bunch of crap in Ghost in the Shell, the, the first movie, oh, yeah. with like CG yeah. stuff yeah, in, yeah, a, yeah, in a later release. Yeah, they special yeah. editioned it, and they called it Ghost in the Shell 2.0. Different from Ghost in the Shell 2. Oh, you which is, is, <laughs> Yeah, yeah so it's some weird thing with directors where they're like, oh, I can improve upon effects I'm not 
happy with with the effect of CG. And then when the computer you know, can do it for years, me. just like time just destroys CG. Yeah. Like CG looks so bad. Mm-hmm. This movie looks as good as it ever did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was blown away by the way light flows into the cell at the end. Oh like, yeah. That that looks incredible. I love the way that looks. Um. His practical effects is, is if you get it right, it looks exactly it's right. Real, yeah, yeah because it is real. Like the lady crawling around on the ceiling. And yeah. Oh god, I was so like, good. I was like, how the fuck did they do that? Yeah, turn the whole set upside down. No. And then like splice it in. Like, what did they do? Yeah. They turned the whole room upside down. Like magnets in her hands, and then like slid them along the ceiling, like over the ceiling tiles. It seems like one of the nurses walks past and in sped up, which I think there's like a. The background is sped up, and then like George C. Scott is normal. It's I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Make no, she's she's moving a little bit weird. Maybe she looks she like a spider. Just, maybe she could just do that though. <laughs> yeah. They just found somebody <laughs> who could do it. In the casting, Colin says he must be able to crawl. crawl, crawl on on must be a spider person. This, uh, <laughs> must be able to crawl on hands and knees. Has to be a fart bug. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, before I had ever seen this movie, I had heard about, I, uh, there was this person I used to follow who would, every October would do one scene from a horror movie as like a speed painting every day for the month of October. And oh, that's cool. occasionally I would get to one and I'm like, I have no idea what that is. I have no idea what this could even be a reference to. They wouldn't and say what it was? Well, no, it was like, they, they would say the movie and then a bunch of people in the comments would be like, oh my God, this is the scariest scene. I cannot believe this fucking scene. Like, uh, one of them, I want to say, was the scene in Zodiac in the basement. Oh, and yeah. Is, is really like, and, but this one, it was um, the scissors just barely poking out from behind the, ah. the, during the, the, the jump scare, the <laughs> shears. Yeah. And people were like, oh, my God, this movie gave me nightmares. This I like, scared me for that so long. That is something you see that at like the wrong age that'll fuck you oh, up. Oh, yeah. This, mm-hmm. that, like, this movie does certainly have scary moments. Uh, it's not scary in the way a lot of horror movies are scary. It's not really trying to this, for the same thing. But when it goes for, like, the two scares it has, it really fucking goes for them. Like, long build-up, really crazy noise and, and sound cue, and then immediately cutting to the results. Like... Can we talk about the, uh, the, the hallway scene? Yeah, absolutely. We're on I would love to talk about this. So, um... For, for the listener, it's this long setup shot of like you're way down the hallway in the hospital and you're watching the nurse go about her business, checking on the patients. And then there's a cop who like, another cop comes in gets up, like tells him, hey, we're gonna need you over here. And then he goes, gets his coat, gets up, walks and leaves. Then he comes back, then he leaves again. And you're like, why are we watching all this shit? Like this is just completely, this goes on way too long. There's no dialogue. Yeah. I mean, it's you know something's going to happen. It's just, yeah. You're like, the, when? You're like, when? And the nurse is making, like, the nightly rounds. Like, she's just doing, like, bed checks and stuff. And yeah, the and she pissed she, off at her because he's like, you're fucking waking me up. I hate this shit. Oh, my God. That part's yeah. scary, too. I mean, yeah, she went in there because she thought she heard something, I think. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, screams when when he's, like... Ice cubes. Yeah. I hate it when those oh, ice yeah. cubes. When, when yeah. ice cubes crack and, like, mm-hmm. warm water or whatever. But, yeah, so then she leaves that room and, like almost in like perfect step with her like this this tall woman in all white comes out with uh these bone cutting shears that they showed earlier like yeah they're for like amputating they're like the almost uh, they look like seth brought up the jaws of life earlier Mm -hmm. in like yes that's a good way i think i made it on mic but they look like that they're like giant fucking shears Mm -hmm. and like is walking really fast behind her like right about to decapitate her and there's been decapitations in the movie before 
before, so you know that that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, that's like the mo yeah, of the guy. It just happens so fast after this such a long build up, and they do the cheap thing of like playing a really loud, scary noise after it's been Oh, silent. it works though. It's it works so, so good, well. and like even me having seen the movie before, I'm like, oh fuck, when is it gonna happen? I thought once she goes in there. Mm -hmm. The guy yells at her, and then she leaves. I'm like, I must be thinking of a different scene. And then it happens immediately after that. Mm -hmm. I was thinking yeah. to myself, like, I'm like, okay, so I know, I remember her coming from the left, but I'm like, but where is yeah. she supposed to come from? Because that she just closed that door. Yeah. Like, so she can't come from in there because that's that she's already been in that room. Just so, so she does, does she come from the hallway behind her? Like, what's going on? But no, she totally does fucking come from that room. But it's only because she goes and opens the door one more time. It's so scary. Yeah. And it's also like weird because it's not established character that we know that comes out with the shears, right? Well, that's the like, whole thing. Yeah. yeah. They're all, it's, it's all the enfeebled old folk. Yeah. 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 We're gonna, we don't really get that till later. And but. there's, there's like a bunch of fake outs leading up to this too. Mm -hmm. Like, um, we've had a couple decapitations already and it's always people with a K name, like in their name, like right. if their first yeah. or last name or their middle name starts with K, mm -hmm. then they're a victim. Um, and I, I don't remember if we'd seen her name before, no. but no, I don't think so. there was like also a kid mm -hmm. there whose last name is corner. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, the serial killer had actually said earlier, like little Jack Horner. And then mm -hmm. you kind of go like sits mm -hmm. in a corner, yeah, yeah. but, um, like he's, he signs in, he's corner with a K and you're like, Oh no, this kid is going to get fucking killed. Oh my God. And he never does. There's like a total yeah, fake the, out. It's the misdirect, yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, intentional on the part of the, the, the killer, the, this guy, the Gemini killer, it says, like, it's more fun to do it random. I only like to have little tiny patterns, and sometimes I'll still break them. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, and, but, you know, the, the priest, your friend, that was, that was specific. Like, I had, I, that was part of the bargain right. or something like that. And, this uh, guy wanted me to do it. Yeah, exactly. And I love that he doesn't even say like, uh, you know. I, I wanted to say, Pazuzu, the demon of the winds. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me to. Yeah, uh, not, not a lot of mention of Pazuzu in this movie. God, it's so fucking. I was creepy hoping they would say Pazuzu a lot in this movie. It's so fucking creepy that he doesn't just say the empty man told me to do it. He's like, he's like, <laughs> I have, I was asked. By someone I know. Or benefactors. Or, yeah. yeah, he, yeah, he says the master a lot. Yeah, it's the really master. bureaucratic, like how he's getting orders from his boss. To yeah. His but yeah, that, that scene is just so effective to me. It was like, damn, I am going to have a nightmare tonight. Like, he was living big scissors in my, in my dreams now. Long yeah. before that, one of my favorite kind of scary scenes is one that's not necessarily a, a, a scary scene. It's uh, next. We're really going to talk about Mulholland Drive. No, oh, sure. right. okay. <laughs> I thought you were reading into that again. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about Nick talking about it more than he about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, now that you guys have all seen it, I don't need to bring it up anymore. Um, but uh, uh, it's when um, George C. Scott, what's his fucking name? Now I'm already, I'm saying the actor's name too much. Uh, Lieutenant, Bill, it's Bill something. Bill Kinnerman or something like that. Whoa. Yeah, Lieutenant Kinnerman. We can call him George C. Scott. George C. Scott yeah, has his, his last name started with K, yeah, so I, I specifically. George C. Scott has a dream with uh, Patrick Ewing. <laughs> Patrick Ewing sixth build when you search the cast. On Google. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? He's a he must be a he's, main he's, character. He's the angel of death. 
But I, th- I think they were just looking for somebody who was that tall. And Fabio and Samuel L. Jackson. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fabio before he was famous. <laughs> really yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Always, it looked like that before he was famous. Yeah. Uh, Which one is Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, he's Nick the Fury. blind. <laughs> he's the scroll, actually. He's the, the, the <laughs> blind <laughs> guy in the dream sequence who says. Uh, the cops are deaf or something like that. He mm-hmm. has like some ironic line. It's, it's oh, the the living uh, the living are deaf or something like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't I didn't clock him. Like I, I didn't his voice really pay attention over. to him. That's oh, so really? Weird. It's yeah. not his voice. It's just him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so it's this crazy like afterlife scene, right? Where uh, he's seeing people he knows to be dead. He's seeing people with like kind of fake. Halloween costume, like angel wings uh, on them. Giant, real angel wings. Look there's so like good. a there's a grandfather so clock going crazy. There's yeah. hospital beds around. It's kind of crowded, almost like a like a makeshift hospital, like a wartime a hospital where people yeah. are kind of clustered together in beds so after like a disaster. They're in the Hagia Sophia in mm. Istanbul, mm. and it's weird to me that they would have like all, all this like Christian imagery in there because you can actually clearly see like some is- Islamic writing, like Arabic writing that they have hanging in the Hagia Sophia, well, uh, which used to be a church. Not to assign a meaning where it's not there, but like... They're both maybe Abrahamic. That's, maybe that's uh, like this, maybe that's like, what's the most alien space I can imagine? Somewhere where there is... Islamic stuff. <laughs> There's no God here. At least not ours. Well, I think by that point, I mean, this is totally off off to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Hagia Sophia was a church, mm-hmm. and then it was turned into a mosque, and then it was turned into a museum. And then I think they wanted to turn it into a mosque again recently, mm-hmm. um, but then also let people well, in as a museum. I, I, but I think it's still I think, on the mosque stage. Mm, I don't remember. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, this scene is like uh like the kind of like cacophony going on here where there's tons of people talking and yelling and speaking over each other and uh all the you know all the angels are there you get the kind of view of the afterlife and uh George C. scott has this great that was a museum where he the time. sees um father uh, yeah, okay, from the father Dyer. He sees okay. father. He sees father Dyer. What a fucking and, and name like, to have. And he's like Dyer. Something like he's like. <laughs> You and I must be having this dream at the same time. And then he goes, Dyer goes, I'm not dreaming. Yeah, and you can I'm see, of dreaming. course, the stitches on his neck yeah. because he's got he's had his fucking head cut off. And this is, of course, after he already uh, met the, the kid who was killed earlier on. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, hey. You know, I, that was a sweet moment where he's like, oh, I'm sorry you died. And then, uh, he's just, yeah, he shakes his hand. Murdered. Yeah, yeah, yeah he shakes his hand. He's like, oh, man, I'm so sorry you were murdered. Mm-hmm. And the kid's just like, yeah, whatever, it's all right. I'm like, right. what the fuck? Well, I mean, like, what after kind of thing you've to already say? been murdered, you're not usually that angry about it. It's like, oh, things have been it's Just like Alex said, you don't need a sweet treat. I'm in heaven now. Who cares? Yeah. The sweetest treat of all. Mm-hmm. So, like, that scene, I thought, like, and, you know, they really played up of his realization that uh, Father Dyer is dead. Yeah. And, but, like, it's like, you know, it really does make your heart sink. It's like, so they sad. spend I... so much time building up this sweet old man who's addicted to lemon drops and cigarettes and, uh, <laughs> and pot and, lo- and love, loves movies and and then you get uh, to see the entirety entire contents of his all of his blood I'm yeah you get like, he who had the most horrible thing possible done to him and you have it described to you later on yeah and it's like very slowly it really makes you feel like like this a lot of this movie is good at making you feel the terror of it, it really makes you feel like the despair and sadness and anger of 
this person who is killed just to be killed, you know, just to hurt someone, not even for yeah, like hurt someone money else. or power. Yeah. It's or, the classic thing of like, you know, like, oh, I don't care if you kill me. It's like, oh, okay, I'll kill everyone you love. Yeah, I'll that'll kill be your worse family. Yeah. That's how they get to Batman. Yeah, yeah, well, like, I mean, you know, uh, George C. Scott here, he's ready to die. Like, like he's yeah, for sure he ready to die. And, like, this is the only thing, like, holding on to, like, any bit of faith that he still has is this, mm-hmm. re- like, faith in the world, even. Of, mm-hmm. like, I mean, he does have a wife and a daughter, which, like, yeah. you know, he should care more about them. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he definitely well, loves his daughter. He's away from yeah. home because of this stupid, like, his mother-in-law and the carp and all this stuff like this. He, there's a reason he doesn't want to be at home. But because he doesn't want to be at home, he's more in more involved in this horrible case that he's dealing with, mm-hmm. and it's all like putting the pressure on him to like crack him at the same time. Yeah, to just completely break this guy. Mm-hmm. But like you'd see them having this nice relationship the whole time, and then the the way it, that he's killed is so horrible. Like you said, like he's decapitated and has all of his blood drained out and put into little jars. All Very neat. The little organized. hospital piss jars. Yeah, next to his bed. And uh, just the way they slowly drip that out, no, no, no pun intended, of like, <laughs> uh, like they, he looks under the sheets, he looks at both his hands because that's connected to like the Gemini killings. And he's just like, wait, what are these? And like he turns to like 32 jars lying down on the table, yeah. easily next to him. He's like, oh, that's all his blood. Yeah. It's yeah. not spilled at all. Yeah, it's like, here's like a great supernatural element of like, in Poltergeist, when all the chairs are stacked up, mm-hmm. you know that scene? Yeah. Like, that that weird, like, how this is not humanly possible to have mm-hmm. done this. Like, this makes it, confirms that. Which makes it even freakier happen. when later he's like, no, I didn't use magic for that. I just did regular human stuff. It's, I, it was very yeah, impressive. Really yeah. Sense, but <laughs> no, I mean, well, he like, describes it in great yeah, detail. It is, in a, it in does, a way that you think would work. I don't know. I'm not a medical person. Makes, well, that's that's the magic part. The magic part yeah. is him being able to do this with nobody around, like literally walking around. Yeah, and, like, doing it. Yeah. Yes, but the has, the method is person. physically yeah. possible if like not certainly not in the amount of time he had, mm-hmm. which is also part of it. Which is like you know they love. Uh, it's kind of like doing like a like there are so many locked room murder stories where they present you with something where the obvious answer is completely impossible, right? Yeah. Like. But in this, they're using it as a way to instill terror in you, to be like, this is what could happen to you. If he could do this to this guy, a guy who is being watched, a guy who is being, like, checked up on regularly. Yeah, his room was, like, the closest are, to the nurse's desk, yeah, too. Yeah, and, like, there are, you know, like, six locks in between the other, uh, in between, um, uh, you know, the Gemini Killer's cell and uh, Father Dyer's cell. Like, there's so much space in his between. His cell in the... yeah. It does. Yeah. It is like yeah. A, a so like then well, Father Dyer's then what, room. Like then then what's the fucking point? And that's the try. That's the kind of despair that he's like distilled in uh, putting in him. It's like it doesn't matter how like secure you think you are. I'm going. It do, I cannot be stopped. I am just going to and like the the human world. What you're just going to come in here and shoot me with a real gun? Like yeah. And what yes. good would yes. that do? And, and, and what good would that do, right? Because this, he's already, uh, 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 like, brought back once, like, a a body. And, like, we know he can jump from body to body because he did. Well, yeah, to, usually the reason you don't do that is because you care about the person that is possessed. Yes. And, like, that, yes. you know, with Reagan in the first movie mm-hmm. and, uh, I don't know, 
what is it in the second movie who gets possessed? Um, is it her again? It's uh, kind of Reagan again and kind of the priest again. Yeah, so it's not like <laughs> you, you wouldn't. You know, it's shooting good. Shooting them will. You don't know that it'll solve the problem, but it probably would. But you're not yeah. just going to shoot them because you're trying to save them in a way. Right. Hence, and they do it again in this movie. Yeah. Hence, <laughs> Uh, and it's also great that the the, the chaplain of the, the hospital, uh, Morning, he's also like not super into his own job. He's like yeah. pretty he pretty checked old. out. <laughs> and so the he like ends up sacrificing so much and like really getting like turned into the flayed man over something that he's not really that he invested in. Loves it. Um, yeah, a lot of the priests in this movie that. are just like not into it like fa- father father dyer like i mean lost their faith too i mean ha- having been up close to like my mom working at the church mm-hmm. and like she was very close friends with the pastor for a long time uh like they are literally normal people mm-hmm. and they have flaws and shit but then like watching them in this movie i'm like why do you have to be a dick <laughs> i mean that's what makes the opening stuff so great with yeah father dyer where he's, he's like get like, out of here to the to the kid that leaves yeah 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 yeah. yeah, he's like, get lost. I'm going to the pictures, and he's going to go see It's a Wonderful Life for the 57th time. Or yeah, it's like 37 times. Yeah. I think he's seen it. And, and you know what? That's great. Like, I I really love that opening so much. And they do, like, I really think that, uh, I, I'm talking a lot about the, the story, the writing. Um, and, and I should say the performances are so good. I mean, like, the standout here is Brad Dourif, I think. Right, who who does the fucking who is patient X or, oh, or okay. patient X? Yeah, the he who is giving these long. It's weird monologues. that he's patient X in cell eleven. Yeah, patient X. Shouldn't he be XI? He's <laughs> patient XI. Patient X or cyst. Uh, so anyway, he's getting these long monologues talking about. Oh, I I use the. Uh, about half the movie's runtime is him talking directly at the camera. They mm. use it so well, like it, like yeah. And then he's like talking about, oh, I specifically, you know, removed all the blood from your friend. I used the bicycle pump. Your God can't save you from me. No one can save you from me because I am going to show you just how powerless and worthless your God is. He beats death once and thinks he can't be shot in the head. Hubris. I I feel like he doesn't think he can't be shot in the head. He's more like, I. That's some pretty big talk. Uh, he's more like it wouldn't do you any good to shoot me in the head. It seems like it did. Well, it only did yeah. as the exorcism, Alex. The exorcism. I don't know. Sauce. I don't think so. Yeah, you can't do just one. You do just the exorcism. The spirit's still floating around. You do just. Well, you the could gun. shoot the spirit too. You could shoot. <laughs> what kind of fatal frame are you uh, doing here? What kind of what kind of ghost <laughs> shooting gun do you have? Demon shooting shoot gun. Shoot the cross. All right, all right. Well, uh, but it's like, like a try gun. Mm. Uh, so. The Brad Dourif, like, incredible, like, uh, monologue performances. The George C. Scott screaming, like, uh, it yeah, was not, ang- it was not yeah. in the file. His anguished yelling, like, clearly just tortured, angry <laughs> old man with no patience for, mm. for these people. Yeah, him. him yelling at the doctor, or, like, I guess the director of the hospital. That was really good. Yeah. He's like, he's feel like he's gonna strain his break his vocal yeah like yelling. the uh like head nurse or whatever yells a bunch too yeah. which is good 
Yeah. The, yeah. That, the... And not like not like in a like in a horror movie, you'd say that there's yelling because people scream in horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like before, like, it's even more like when indignant bad things yelling. are happening, yeah. people are like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like, <laughs> well, yeah, ordering a bunch of cops to be around a hospital, and, and like especially one that's like a mental hospital, that's totally like you really don't want cops around there because they're completely insensitive yeah. and they're terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even more All than right. you don't want cops around to begin with. Yes, exactly. Though um, um, the the lieutenant seems to be pretty good with with hey, the yeah, sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> like in this movie he seems to be fairly good with the psych ward patients like the the catatonic people and in, in the he alzheimer's people. Lady handing him a telephone. no that's no he doesn't yeah he didn't realize that yeah, was no. my pick for my name i forgot it i wanted to be the radio man radio yeah man. the radio repairman radio yeah radio like he plays along with stuff and doesn't upset yes. them he's like like there's a woman who comes up to him and she says are you my son and he's like I'd be very proud to think so. And she's like, you're not my son. <laughs> <laughs> Which we do believe that her son, like, hates her. <laughs> yeah. You're not thinking too much about that. Yeah, that whole thing with the radio, like, like the, he's in a, a, a wing of all, like, schizophrenic old people, yeah, I guess. All, so all, all, the, all the fodder to be controlled by... They have, like, Alzheimer's and stuff. And their brains be empty. Mm-hmm. Perfect for a host of spirits to take up. And perfect, perfect to, uh, you know... Take a cab across town to to cut the daughter's head off. All the money that she has. Yeah. Scary as the old lady. Like knock out another nurse and Mm -hmm. steal her outfit and be like, the nurse is dropping off a package and then just sit in their house. Oh my God, so scary. It was fucking weird. Yeah, and like the the way the scene is filmed when she has the shears open and... uh, Grandma pulls by the braid and her yeah. daughter's head away. It's like stop motion. It's yeah. so it's good. It's like Pee-wee's Big Adventure scary. That's what makes it scary. Like, if just showing it normally at normal speed for some reason is fine. It's even a little silly. But showing it like that makes it so much more unnerving. Even though the head didn't get cut off. And the racist grandma, you're like, you know, kind of teed up to that yeah. like. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's still grandma, so. And we are, yeah. I can definitely... Uh, we are nice. all united against the literal demons of hell. While yeah. this is... Uh, this is up before I forget this. Yeah. I had definitely thought that they were setting up that they were going to control the grandma, but she's not, like, super... Fe- like, she's not, like, enfeeble. Yeah, but like the, I definitely thought, like, oh, there is, like, just conservation of detail. There is one old woman in the house with the person he wants yeah. to kill. Yeah. But it's like, oh, is he going to possess her? Yeah. And he knows his address and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first time we see her, I thought she was a little bit senile just because of the things she was saying and yeah, her attitude. That's true. But then later on, she's actually walking around and, he, and like he's dinner. like... Yeah, yeah, she's gonna she's like cooking that damn carp. Yeah, you know? she got that fucking <laughs> carp. God damn! I felt like that made me pissed off. I was like, you put it, you let her put it in the bathtub. Are you gonna be nice to your wife. Yeah. Or your your wife's mom. Yeah. So you gonna make so she re- could buy it the day that she's getting it. Cooking. You should watch the movie. Watch the movie. movie. It's, it's a stupid. I know why there's a live fish. In you the could house. probably just watch the first movie. twenty minutes of this movie and get to that anyway. Yeah. And if you watch the first twenty minutes of this movie, you will probably watch the rest of it because those first twenty minutes hook you pretty well. Yeah. But the scene about the carp is a really good, like, acted, well acted scene, like that shows you that you're gonna, you know, this is the character you're gonna be with for the rest of the movie, and you're in good hands. Like he's oh. the way he's grabbed him and he's like talking to him, looking at him, like you don't understand how serious this is. There's a fish in my bathtub. <laughs> I haven't. And I see that fish. I'm gonna kill it. <laughs> we gotta hang out. We I haven't bathed in three days. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. close to me, so you must be. Able to and sleep. you know, uh, you have to wait till the fish goes to sleep. It's a rookie <laughs> thing 
to think, like I did when watching this movie for the first time, obviously we will be following the priest. Obviously we will be father, following Father Dyer as the main going character. to father the father. Yes. Father the priest. Um, but we are following uh, George C. Scott's uh, lieutenant the entire time. Like, he is the one that we are actually, because, you know, uh, Father Dyer's gone early on in the movie. So, yeah, no, like, we, we should have listened to his name. All right, but, uh, he, he did what he loved. He, he what he loved. should have been named Father Liver. <laughs> um, but I think this movie is fucking incredible. I, I think the direction on it is great. Like, so many, like, excellent, creepy, uh, spooky touches. The, the scene in the confessional is a masterwork of, like, mood. Like, and confessionals mm-hmm. are already fucking creepy. And yep. they know it's that. Scary. Because they and don't really do anything murders, special yeah. to shoot it in like a way to make it look extra creepy like you don't need to do anything weird about it if they had shot that scene at like midday it would still be creepy but they you know they do like get it at night during thunderstorm and everything but like uh it's a good like little detective scene of like wait how was he killed mm-hmm. with no fingerprints i mean they, the clearly s- there's they the... built the mock-up of <laughs> the thing to slide back and forth Part of a professional in the precinct, and they have to show how he reaches around. Because you need a visual aid for that. It's so Mm -hmm. helpful. Like, wait, how did they reach around? How did he close the door? There should be most of the way. (laughs) Here, here, like everyone understands, like how to close a door that only closes from one side. Like how you have to use your Mm -hmm. hands to do that. It makes makes perfect sense. I thought this movie was incredible. I uh, loved it even more than I did the last time I watched it. I want to know what you think about it, Seth. Wow. Um, so I have not seen The Exorcist 1 or 2. Just as a... That's my confessional. <laughs> no. Uh, I thought about it. I did. Uh, <laughs> of course you did. I don't watch movies. Um, so I didn't know any of the characters. I didn't know you the backstory. Does, it really but matter. it didn't really... It's not that important. Yeah, I it didn't really come into play. Up, like, to say, oh, you don't need to watch one or two. Like, I didn't even... Because I, the movie is so I am, I'm excited to talk about some of the continuity stuff because I liked it, yeah. but, um... You definitely didn't need to know any of that. Yeah, it was just like you guys talk about like, oh, these guys are friends now, but you were just as confused as I was because it seemed like they were kind of like frenemies. I didn't even You're know like, that you well, no, in the first one. In the first movie, yeah, they're like not. Well, because well, he's literally not well, because he's a different actor. Well, he's really not. He's literally not because he's a different actor. But because in, the actor in the died, first, I feel like we should say that. It's not just yeah. that they didn't bring him back. Was in the, the, yeah, so <laughs> I was about to take a drink of the water, but I'll nope. explain that. Um, <laughs> In the first movie, it is like the last scene because there's a runner in the the first Exorcist movie where um, the cop um, does this to um, what the fuck is that? The, the guy who jumps out the window, the the first priest. Yeah. Um, he's uh, like investigating the um, murder of the director earlier on earlier on in the movie, but um, in order to try and get to know this guy, he uh, invites him to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like talks about how he's such a big film a fan of films and stuff. And um, the priest like is like, oh, I've already seen that movie. He like gives him like a, kind of a cheeky uh, way to blow him off. Yeah. Um, and then in like basically the last scene of the first Exorcist movie, right, him like, and Father Dyer, he does the same thing. And the Father Dyer blows him off too by saying he's already seen that movie. Uh, so they kind of get there like now. I remember they're that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of friends. Like they show that they could. Get to know each other because it's but. a weird button at the end of the first movie. Yeah, like, why it, do we even follow like catching up with these this two characters? weird other priest. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. that it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. now that you said that, I, I'm remembering now. Yeah, I haven't seen anyway. that movie in a while. Yeah, yeah. But um, so we we start out, and I really liked a lot of the lines they had, uh, but sometimes they seem kind of 
disconnected the at the beginning. They're so funny. They're like yeah. just doing like Abbott and Costello bits. Yeah, it, it's one. really good. Like, uh, um, he talks about something about his brother dying. And he's like, Your brother died in Vietnam. And he's like, yeah, but he was 30 or something like that. I actually wrote it down. Um, yeah, he, he was like saying, like, so Father Dyer was in the hospital with like a cough, like a coughing issue. Uh, and he was like, oh, they're just doing some tests. It's whatever. Like, he's totally not concerned. And um, the lieutenant is like, oh, well, like. Didn't your brother uh, die young? And he's like, well, no, yeah, he was in Vietnam. And he's like. Could be a connection. Yeah. Oh no, 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 yeah, no. It was, it was, it was the opposite way around. Yeah, where his, yeah. he was like, ah, my brother had this for years, and he's like, your he brother died in Vietnam. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but it could be connected. If you're anxious in Vietnam, then you die. Yeah. yeah. So, so many funny bits. The lemon yeah. drop bit of like he loves lemon drops because he used to talk to troubled kids who mm-hmm. would smoke a bunch of weed and then eat lemon drops and then he would smell it on their breath so now he's addicted to lemon drops yeah. it's yeah. like such a bizarre and he story. says like you know between the pot and the lemon drops i think the lemon drops are more addictive which is true yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> um yeah like i really liked a lot of their banter despite it being a little bit confusing to me at the beginning i'm like how are they friends they're only like like shitting on each other pretty much yeah, i mean it, each other yeah, there were, I mean, yeah, and that that's a friendly behavior sometimes, but it was like, he goes to the hospital with a stuffed puffin. Um, yes. Yeah. It, or no, was it, was it a puffin? It's yeah. like a penguin. It's a penguin. Yeah, it's like a penguin or a puffin. And he, like, gives it to him, and, and all, all Dyer can do is, like, fucking complain, and they, like, kind of argue, and they, well, it seems like they're not, like, yeah, but they're, it seems like he leaves in a bad mood. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, because he is like, go get me something to read. And he's like, no, I have to go. And he's like, please, go get me something to read. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> he's reading um, women's fashion. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, I can't, I can't do confessional in a vacuum. <laughs> like, he has to know things. Um, but I did really like their relationship, despite me being like, why are they friends? They're only arguing. Um, even if the arguing was like She's a circus. Talk to each other. I guess yeah. so. Uh, my mom told me a story about my, my grandfather the other day, and I'm like, that sounds about right. You know, like <laughs> with his best friend, and he was just yelling at his best friend. Yeah, uh, like, didn't like each other. Yeah. It was, it was, I think it was because they were friends since they were like little kids. So it was more like, oh, you're just stuck with me at this point because we're 89 years old. Yeah. Um, their relationship is so adorable. Like later in the movie, it's like, yeah. I loved him. Like mm-hmm. he was my truly a friend to him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, their, their religious differences come up. But that doesn't keep them from being friends, um, despite, you know, the priest kind of being like, well, you know, like, uh, it exists, man. And he's like, I don't know about that. Um, but uh, so we, we move on. And um, I mean, we, we covered the whole plot already. Yeah, you know, um, And I'm not going to go over the whole plot. Um, but uh, I thought that some of the possession stuff was a little bit cheesy. Um, like, like the, the, the way people moved the, it like, especially, okay. So yeah, not like some of like the jerky, effects, huh? Like jerkiness, like the jerkiness, thing. like, especially when the nurse goes to the house and the way that's shot, I thought it was a little bit cheesy. Like, especially when she falls on the floor and she's like, you know, yeah. um, like, I thought that that was him playing it up. Cause the reveal, like the turn at the end of that scene is that he hadn't, the possession hadn't worn off like everyone had thought. Mm-hmm. Right. Or maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of a different part of that. Yeah, scene. I'm maybe. Not sure what 
I, yeah, I don't, because, I don't know. Well, because um, he won the, the last scene when the nurse comes to the house, um, they, uh, he, uh, he, he thinks he gets there in time because she hasn't killed him or killed her yet. But then the, the killer, as the woman says, I wanted you to see this. Mm-hmm. So there's a misdirect where they thought that she had gone catatonic again, mm-hmm. but she was actually still possessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was so I don't know. Yeah. There first. And she, she only stops out. because Father Morning starts coming down the hallway to, like, oh, yeah, check on. Yeah, no, she's writhing on the floor. Yeah, and she goes, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is it, it was a little bit cheesy to me, but, like, so I have trouble with some horror movies just because I haven't watched a lot of them where I can't tell if they're doing cheesiness on purpose, like if it's a comedy horror or if it's like a serious horror sometimes, especially in that era where things were just kind of cheesy in general, yeah. whether this it was serious or not. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. But it, it just seemed like, like and, and some of the wife's reactions were like, ah, you know, like she... Didn't see like she, the wife wasn't one of the standout um, performances, but she wasn't even in the she movie very really much at all. Yeah. So it's not like she had to be. Um, but uh, yeah, like th- there was some stuff that I thought was a little bit corny, but th- it was very, very few and far between. Like the like we talk about the hallway scene, the way that the whoever it was comes out after the nurse yeah. was, was a little bit goofy the way to me. The murderer comes. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, really? That wasn't scary to you? No, that wasn't scary to me at all. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that. Fun. This is the second... Probably, like, I've rewatched that a lot of times, and seeing it this time, it was scary to me. Like, she's wearing, like, white sheets or Yeah, something. I like that. I think that's a very evocative, creepy I think image. it's, like, the nun outfit, isn't it? Yeah. I thought of it as, like, a... Because I, I think that's the hospital nun uh, gear. Yeah. Mm. Oh, but, sure. I don't know what hospital nuns look well, like. Well, they show them earlier in the movie, so I, like... I don't oh, know. I thought they were wearing, like, a regular habit. Yeah, At the Protestant church, they just wear a, a t-shirt. Yeah, there, there's there's no, no love, nuns in the Protestant yeah, church at all. T-shirt. <laughs> I love New York. Meanwhile, the yeah. Catholics are dressed like Dragon Quest characters. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there's no nuns yeah. in the Protestant you multi-class church. multi-class into Druid. If you yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah. joking about how that, that scary Catholic imagery is, is more. We've seen mm. a lot more of it. Yeah, I don't know. That, that didn't scare me at no, all. I think uh, that, that chord and everything, but yeah, you know, I think different people get scared. Of yeah. Um, so, but but the the guy playing um, the Gemini killer was so good. Yeah, he was the one so who really good. creeped me out. Like somebody who has a demeanor who can just like speak and creep you out is maybe one of my favorite things. Like that's a horror movie to me is a person who isn't necessarily, I mean, he is possessing a guy, but he isn't even necessarily like a demon or a monster. He's just a human who's fucked up. Up until the last five minutes of the movie, he doesn't like shoot fire or anything, you know? Yeah. He doesn't like- What if a fucked up guy looked at you? Well, you could show scenes from this movie to someone and be like, oh, he's talking to a serial killer and not yes. even mention the possession stuff. Right, mm-hmm. right. That would Isn't that scary? And be like, yeah. That yeah, he was a scary out. serial killer because he would talk like a normal person a lot of the time mm-hmm. and, you know, say normal things about normal stuff. Um, I don't know how much normal stuff he talks well, about. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think you know what I'm trying to get at. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, Just the thing that is not like, that is the serial killer part, you know? Yeah, he, he's, he's not like, I love to just kill little girls and I squeeze them. Like he does, he does say but that. he he doesn't like no? do it in that okay, way. Right. You know, he he's not like 
sounding like, like he is saying this like it is normal. He's not saying it like... A lot of those scenes are him shouting stuff like that, though, I think. (laughs) No? I I don't know. There is like 15 minutes of runtime of this movie of him talking directly to the camera. He does do a lot of it. He does do a lot of it, but like, okay. So I think what I'm saying is that he doesn't play it up theatrically. He literally just gets worked up like a normal person would. Okay. Is does that make sense? I guess so. he doesn't act like he's giving a monologue. I, uh, I Let's disagree. <laughs> anyway, it it like he, the delivery was really good. Yes, he liked that. And maybe I just can't really put my finger on it. Um, but that was really good. I loved that part of the movie. Um, I liked um, what's his name? Uh, the l- lieutenant. I don't know. Bill. No, 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 the actor, the actor. Oh, George C. Scott. That's George C. Scott. I know that guy. Um, it's very good. I don't know people. I don't know actors. Yes. Um, so George C. Scott, like, he had a really good performance. Like, his yelling, his, like, the way he goes around. Though sometimes he looked, like, really, like, confused and, and shocked and confused, and which, I mean, I would be too, but, like, sometimes his face would just be a little bit goofy to me. Describe him as a, a sleepy bear looking for honey. <laughs> I, I can like, see it. He's just kind of like wandering around, like slowly. Like I, I think a real strength of this movie is the lack of like speeding things up. Like there, there's one part where he's checking each hand on mm-hmm. one of the victims, and you they make you watch him check one hand, mm-hmm. put the sheet down, walk all the way around the bed, check the other hand, mm-hmm. put the sheet down. Then he does the same thing. He checks the head, and like they they make you watch that whole thing with no score. No dialogue and nothing. Yeah, they don't... Great great pacing. They don't do the, like, fast-paced action police work stuff. Mm -hmm. They're they're doing, like, the meticulous investigation stuff. They don't do the crazy smash cuts either. No. Editing style. Like, they're very... Except for some shock stuff. Yeah. Except except for head shears to the police crime scene thing the next Mm -hmm. day. Yeah. Um... I think the most suspenseful part of part of the movie for me was actually the one high like it wasn't even like fast paced, but they're in the the squad car and they're trying to get to his house. Yeah. And nobody like I I was like my blood pressure like spiked ah, ah, because ah, nobody was moving over for way. this cop car. Yep. I'm like, was this lo- not a law in 1990 that you have to move over for cop cars with their sirens on? Yeah, just like, I like don't go around. Yeah. Yeah, it's DC. Nobody just got fucking gonna pull Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> um so he's like, yeah, just fucking ram them if you have yeah, to. Yeah, that's to the frustration. Um, yeah, I was like so like get out of the fucking way and it would it showed you every turn they made. It's <laughs> like and you're going at like almost normal car speed. Yeah. And this is like city car speed, so it's like maybe at the most 20 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um so that that was pre probably the most stressful part of the movie to me um the very end of the movie like when they're in the padded cell um which i didn't know that they still did in the 90s it might just be a movie thing um it, i think it's also meant to be an old hospital oh yeah it looks it's, old it's like yeah, it's i think it was like kind of that's in the hospital but it makes sense for that type of hospital i guess i, I mean we had one of our very own in connecticut that's uh, right. up until shockingly recently if you're thinking about how long human rights stuff should be allowed <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they let everyone go, but now they host a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're coming to your house next. <laughs> yeah, it was like Georgetown Hospital or something like that. Yeah. Um, it takes place in Georgetown. 
DC. Yes. Um, so yeah, it, it is an old hospital. So um, they're in the padded cell, and Father Morning tried to do the exorcism and gets like plastered to the ceiling, and then like part of his skull rips off as he's like peeling off the yeah, ceiling. Like, yeah, the thousand, you can see his thousand fucking... pound hydraulic pressed him to the ceiling yeah. with psychic power. Then they roll him under the bed, which I also love. That fucking entrance when the door opens and he's in the doorway with his priest garb armor yeah. on. Like so I almost awesome. thought he was gonna do it. Like yeah. he was gonna succeed. And uh, then he's like, nope, you're on the ceiling now. I and that. I was so- He doesn't have faith. He's not, yeah. so he's like, uh, he's vulnerable. Yeah, he like he he does a little bit of damage, but not nearly not enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. Honestly, this is a this is a this is a three man job getting this exorcism and killing done. Yeah, like yeah. It, you need Karis on the inside the of this body. Oh, okay. You need the you need the police <laughs> to sense. actually the, the you need Kinderman the the detective to actually do the the killing blow because it's not really something that the priest can do yeah you need the priest, I, I the priest to make the appeal to bring karis out and like you know have the very very small honestly too small bit of divine intervention to help him with like giving him the last strength to like you know finish this off yeah yeah god doesn't help that much to me no he, yeah, no, he doesn't really which give honestly fuck. reinforces like <laughs> the the it's points like, that the Gemini Killer killer's making. He's yeah. like, your god like doesn't help. Like, look at how much I'm able to get away with. If your god yeah. is really, your god's really here and and powerful, then why the fuck can I do all this shit? Yeah, and then at the end, um, the lieutenant is like, like he doesn't confess to believing in God. He pretty much confesses to li- believing in Satan mm-hmm. yeah. um, because yeah. of all this. Uh, that's something we've talked about on this podcast before of like. Movies where the devil is like attacking people, you're like, okay, well, if this exists, then that means that God exists. God right? is but not no, necessarily. Not, not always. Oh, really? I always yeah. take it that way. Of like, and that's what. I mean, that's I how most like things. God is saying at the end, it's like God I must that exist. If if the world is this bad, it must mean the devil's real, which means that God is real. Like I believe in the other side of it. I guess. That's yeah. what I took away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think you could read it that way. You could read it the other way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like throughout the m- movie, you're kind of obviously shown that, like, oh yeah, God exists sometimes. It's um, even still a little defined at the end the way he says it. Like he doesn't say like a lot of characters in this uh, film do not say, "I believe in hell." Nobody mm-hmm. says hell. Nobody says demon. Nobody says Pazuzu. As we talked, I about. am yeah. bummed about that. You you just kind of like like. But in the way, he is still being defiant because he says all the stuff that is the evils of men. You know, he says, I, I, the things that I believe in are the evil things that you, when you were alive regularly, the Gemini killer, did. Mm-hmm. I believe in the evil of you. I don't believe in your master. He, didn't, he wasn't saying that. Yeah. It's, it's like on Powerpuff Girls where there's a guy who is very obviously Satan and they just call him him. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The monkey guy? Oh. <laughs> the green girl? <laughs> no, I know you don't know. Uh, I do not. So. Did you never watch Powerpuff Girls? No. It what was the for fuck? girls. No. <laughs> You're wrong. That's my next episode. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is your fault. You did this. I guess Satan is in it. So. Uh, no, I, I was I was saying that it's it's the same thing where everybody, you, like, you obviously know who's in there, like, like who they're talking about, they but they just say don't say. Network, yeah. So. Um, but, uh, they, they do kind of act sometimes like they don't have the rights to help. <laughs> yeah, that's that copyrighted. Yeah, yeah, Disney owns that. 
sorry. Yeah. I can't um, say that. Can't say that. We don't own the rights to it. You can't have happy birthday if you got to make up your own. Yeah, no. <laughs> happy, uh, birthday. <laughs> happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Na, 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 na. Check out our Red Shoe Diaries episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this. It was a it was a good um, start to the spooky season, and it kind of put me in the mood to maybe, possibly, if I am Ooh. not playing Baldur's Gate 3, um, watch more. Mm. Yeah, huh? There's nine hells in that. They got brimstone. Oh, yeah. Brimstone there, the there's a lot sexy of hell in that. Everything. Yeah, they got sexy demons, sexy tieflings that I want to marry. Mm. Um, <laughs> now you can. Now you can. So... Alex, what did you think of the Exorcist 3 Legion? Legion. I think, unfortunately, I think I'm less into it than all three of you guys, maybe. Whoa. Um, I thought this was a pretty not fun time. I honestly <laughs> do think there was not enough Pazuzu. Worst take ever. I, <laughs> I wasn't say this <laughs> I think there's not enough Pazuzu going on in this movie. Pac-Man? Oh, Seb wants no, to be past the treat. Not eat that. To mic. eat it on the mic. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I... Maybe it was because I did watch um, the bad sequel, The Exorcist 2. <laughs> crazier, pulpier movie. Yeah. yeah. And that movie is much more about the mythology of the specific demon, Pazuzu. And like that stuff, I was like, this is dog shit, but I'm into it. And then I'm like, is 3 going to go even further with that? But no, they do the opposite. It's very reserved and, yeah. and like, mature. And they, they take... Take it, I, I also am a little I, I was like a little bummed by them just taking the idea of uh, like making this into a police procedural thing like I think it is is basically a serial killer movie like yes, we talked about and right. I think that that might be a minus for me it is more than a plus more derivative than uh, the first Exorcist I think movie. this and from the sound yeah. of it the second although I don't know what the second is even about from, it's really alright hold on can I do five do right. five on two um, so not what we're talking about but I do want to hear it takes about place it. about it takes place like four or five years after the Exorcist one and Reagan is being like um, like doing counseling like as a teenager now uh, with some like scientists who helps like troubled kids with like development issues or whatever but she has this weird, like, uh, hypnosis machine that flashes, like, lights to bring out, like, repressed memories and stuff. So she uses this to get at Pazuzu, who is still deep inside Reagan. And then there, meanwhile, there's a, a priest who comes to investigate the events that happened at that exorcism, uh, who is related to the old dude who died in the exorcist one. Yes. Um, so he basically forms a psychic link with Reagan and Pazuzu. Oh, what? Um, and see, sees a vision of the, like, origin of Pazuzu in Africa in the swarms of locusts. Uh, and um, James Earl Jones is, like, the first guy who was possessed by Pazuzu. That's cool. And, yeah. And so he, they all go to Africa <laughs> to talk to James Earl Jones, and it has a lot to do Wait, with Locus. He's still alive. He Look, lives through. He was he was a kid. There was a different actor playing okay. him when he was younger, but um, it was yeah, he was still alive. Is like the the turn in that movie. But anyway, there's a lot of like lore about him being the demon of the winds uh-huh. and the brushing of the wings of the locusts, turning you evil. It's basically like. The, the infection, like, spreads. Like, everybody who's around uh, the demon is underneath. It's about resisting that. So are these yeah. the locusts that were sent in the plagues? 
kind of. It definitely so is then like it's the God's biblical, fault. It's the biblical locust thing, kind of, but it's also like the is it more like, like real plagues of locusts that yeah, happen? It's just like locusts. It's a know, biblical religion image. connected yeah. to locusts, connected to demons, connected to, and then just go back. Yeah, to that's but that movie is kind of like uh, like batshit about like the weird psychic link and the like prophetic dreams and the like legacy of this demon, all that stuff. I was like. This sucks, but I'm like down for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not shitting on that and at it's, all. Like, that it's, sounds it's good. Just, it's just such a different sure. direction that this movie takes. And yeah. I was a little, just like, a t- I still enjoyed the, the craft of this film. I thought it was very well done. I was just like, where's any of, like, where's any of the crazy shit? Uh-huh. Um, just think of what the movie would have been like without the studio notes of just the guy gets just I, shot. I'm kind of down for that, too. But I then there would have been no magic. Yeah, anything, yeah. You know? I, I definitely think it being a movie where a cop catches a serial killer and then shoots him uh, for most of the movie is like, uh, it, this doesn't say exorcist to me. I, I like the stuff at the end. We, we talked about it, but uh, like the skin peeling off and the fire and brimstone and all that stuff. I can't believe Father Morning survived that. Like his brain is showing. Yeah, is, did he live? I think it's just his skin peeling off. Yeah, he's like, skull it yeah. looked he like his brain was they didn't showing. Get into his brain, they his just, whole ear comes. Yeah, and like uh, their Maybe whole MO was things. doing a bunch of horrible shit to them while they were alive and yeah. keeping them alive for it. So, so until uh, they I, cut the head off, he's fine. I Not also fine exactly, but <laughs> really I I brought it up earlier and we talked about it a little bit. But I I also rewatched the first movie for this and um knowing that they're all like a book series that's all connected makes mm-hmm. so a lot of the stuff that they were well, setting up well, in one based well, on yes a, no yeah. I know but, <laughs> well, is that a completely just yeah. out of nowhere yeah, but knowing like, that one and three are linked by being adapted from the same like having a chronology because they there's the, I talked about it a little bit how um, Father Dyer and the, the cop like have a moment at the end of the Exorcist 1 where they're yeah. like oh you know they do their banter mm-hmm. um, but uh, I thought that that was super interesting as a through line. I wanted to circle back to this because I thought it was a really funny gag. It seems like it was either a joke that they made in this movie that was a reference or I, I, that cast back to the first one. But anyway, so he, in the, the runner in The Exorcist 1, is the cop says, invites people to go to the movies, and he says that he has passes. Like, he can get you into the movies. Yeah. And in this movie, when they go to the movies, he just shows his badge and says, police business? Yes. <laughs> so, that so good. So that is both a gag in this movie, but also I want to think that it's a reference to, like, like he, he, he's lying. He's full yeah, of shit. Yeah. Like, but, the, but another thing about that is uh, he does that to get him and Father Dyer in, and Father Dyer pays anyway. Yeah. You can see right behind I, him. Which that is, is such so a perfect mm-hmm. like, yeah. Thing of like he still has faith and like is a good boy. Yeah, he does not need to pay to get in. They would let him in. Yeah, but he's choosing to pay anyway because he cares about what happens. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a good funny bit. Um, I I like this movie. I think that there's some some good suspense in here. And as much as I was a little bit down on the like this just being a movie about catching a killer, uh, I did like all that stuff. I think it was it. They, I mentioned it kind of at the top, but they do draw out a little bit the revelation of him being like, oh, it's a guy who can possess feeble old people. And because, like, I, you can kind of figure that out knowing that it's a movie with the exorcist in the title. Yeah. But also, I had a lot, like, I had kind of figured it out, like, 25, 30 minutes before they even got to the old I people. Feel like, thing. Yeah, they barely even say it. And, yeah. And, like, they, I love the way they piecemeal things out of, like, I like, um, 
the guy like dropping little riddles and shit. Like yeah. I love that of like, yo, know, I can what does he say? I'm, I'm a, a traveler. traveler. He's, oh, a traveler. Yeah. Yeah. And they play it back when <laughs> they do the voiceover oh, again. What do you guys think of when he sings that song when he's showing that he can impersonate other people's voices when he does that yeah. gospel song in the voice of the the kid? Oh, yeah. Remember that? When he just yeah. starts singing in the cell? I like it more when he uh, yeah. uh, uh, unleashes the horrible hell noise and he's like, oh, yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, that one's hell on my throat. Like, oh, that, one, that one's really, really rough on my throat. Yeah, and then I, I know that this you know, is... He's like showing him he's the yeah. real deal. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm quite good at that. Like, I, I please don't do it again. This, like, is, it's probably a detail from the book, but I don't know if we really... It's kind of pivotal to the end of the movie, but I don't know if we really needed this to be Karis's body specifically. I think that's a little hinky. Yeah. I think it would be fine if hinky. it was just... Like someone else who got possessed, like he's just the spirit moved into him, mm-hmm. like just a, a random insane I person. I think it would work if it was Karis the whole time, but because they just have it be a different actor, like obviously yeah. Brad Brad Dourif or Dorif mm-hmm. is like incredibly good and part of the reason that I love this movie. Yeah, but like it kind of is confusing and. And I, I think like, it casts back on. To me, that was more of a feature than a bug. I really love that stuff. I, yeah, I think but then you're face like, switching. So everyone else sees that it's it's. I um, wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, I, know, I, was, I was just really like, getting like. I was more hung it. up on like, oh, like he didn't really die then at the end of the Exorcist yes, one. I was I, I, I was kind of like a I little bummed like about what that did. Well, that's what that's yeah. What yeah. George C. Scott says is right. Like, he died. Yes. I saw it. He yeah. fucking died, and uh-huh. now he's back. Uh-huh. So it adds to the supernatural part. Yeah, I I just. I mm, I wasn't super into that. It takes term. the the it, punch out of the first. It diminishes it. That's a little true. Bit. I do agree with you there. Uh, that that that's like uh, one of the things that like sucks about having a sequel to the first one in any capacity in general. It's one of the worst sequel things you can do is have a character die and say, oh, they actually they lived. It's like okay, actually, well, yeah, got his body. Or even to be like uh, that that big dramatic sacrifice at the end, the thing that the entire movie yes. hinges on. Yeah, one didn't work and two like had no stakes you know, yeah. it's, it does take yeah. place out of it. I don't know hey, I, I, um, I, I, can you answer a question for me about The Exorcist 2 did they really blow up the house in that movie uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> they do this stupid sequel thing where they're like we need to go back to the house uh, and they do the doctor sleep thing pretty yeah. much and then there's another Reagan there in the room it's really funny <laughs> I think our old mm-hmm. our old um uh, podcast Laser Times hosts uh, Brett Elston oh, like once a year posts the the um, the scene of the house exploding. I think yeah, I mean, that's well, a different movie. It does explode. There's, yeah. there's some movie that every year. This, I was this hoping guy... that they would show the house. I don't know if they do. They show the stairs in it's this movie. Really huge uh, I think I'm thinking of a different movie. It's the fr- it's one of the Friday, Friday the Thirteenth sequels. Part, like, oh, it's 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 they like, blow up the house they, and it's insane. It's, <laughs> it's like <laughs> loaded with. Ex- I want to say that's part. Four? No, it's not four. four we'll, very we'll watch it. It'll, that'll be a terrible I'll look it up and we'll, we'll watch it after. It's, um, it, it, I have seen the scene that you talked about. It's, it's like it's shot by a It's an incredibly illegal amount of explosives to, to use as a practical effect. <laughs> the whole screen is shaking when it explodes. But uh, in this movie, they show the stairs, but I... They don't show the house, I don't think, I right? think because they're yeah. like... They, they don't, don't want to be like... Yeah, all right, all right. Did somebody live I there now? I to see the, the house exploded in this movie. <laughs> it looks movie. like a brownstone oh in D.C. Yeah. Like, if that house exploded, it would cause collateral damage. To it like, would, it, there would be right? consequences <laughs> to blowing up the house from the exorcist. Yeah, like an isolated house. 
And wasn't she only there because they were filming a movie and like that was like the the reason they were temporarily there? I don't know. That's like the mom. Oh yes, it. in yeah. the first movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so like it's, it wasn't like the the family childhood. I think they did still own it because oh, okay. like well because it's it sat vacant for like the events of the second movie and then they move in out. In any case, it's the site and, of a very dramatic. Yeah. They move out and don't yeah. sell it. It doesn't seem like so. Um, who would buy it? Great location. Somebody who yeah. wants to store 500 tons of TNT in one location. <laughs> Not that movie. <laughs> anyway, I, I did I did like this movie. I just had I had a in the way that I came to this, I had some expectations or like I, I was in a different mind space. <laughs> yeah, I guess you really wanted to watch Exorcist too. Like. <laughs> Once again, I did not say to watch all three movies. And so was out of my mind that I didn't even say you don't need to watch all three movies. It didn't even occur to me. I'm glad I, I did. I want to check out too, and I was thinking of rewatching. It's uh, it's a little slow, but I enjoyed it. There's some bad yeah, shit, crazy I think I'm stuff. Check right. out in that same kind of theme. I'm gonna watch Rose, uh, Rosemary's Baby. I haven't seen that one. Well, Rosemary's Baby is quite good. Yeah. Do that um, for the podcast and drink a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Cam, were you happy with everyone's Oh yeah, I, I, I was truly ecstatic to do this movie. I've been wanting to do it on the pod for a full year. Like as soon as I watched it, I was like, oh my god, I love this movie. I can't wait to. And I like you. I, 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 I don't know how much I mentioned Letterbox on this yeah. fucking podcast now, but like, we don't actually do it that when I was I haven't kept up with mine. My old review came up, and I was like, oh shit! I this is right when I started using Letterbox last year. Wow. I had it at a four and a half, and I bumped it up to a five. Like I love this movie. What I, I do with four and a half is I'm like, oh, I really like that, but I for me to get like a for something to get a five, I need to like sit with it for a while because sometimes I'll I try not to rate things five. Yeah, I yeah I I don't do rankings on Letterbox at all. I can't do. Yeah, that. that's yeah. smart because you're not you don't have you don't like. I just love yeah. putting stars on things. Yeah, I'm not. I only that. put a ranking on it if I feel like I have something to say or mm. if I want to remember, like, oh, you really liked that movie or mm-hmm. don't rewatch that. You thought it's <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I have to do that. Yeah, I like um, 50 little reviews. That's um, your, uh, uh, no Do we, we want to do, whatever do, we wanna do ratings? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. We so... We have to do our stupid. Yes. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of ratings. Yeah. Speaking of ratings. Podcast for like Fifteen yes. minutes. All right. So, I want to know what you think of pumpkins for Halloween theming for the Exorcist Three Legion. Now there are some wonderful fall shots in this film. Mm. That the colors on the they every time they shoot the stairwell. They go see a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> they talk about it taking place in February, but when they show the stairwell, it's all red and yellow leaves on it. There's a lot Maybe of that's meant helicopters flying over water. We're, 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 we're thinking zero pumpkins for this. Uh, I'm going to need a half. Oh, there's like rowing guys out crew. in like their fucking. There's yeah, there's guys, crew guys I think on their shorts. For the body of the kid or something. Yeah. There's a lot of shots. They, they purchased lemon drops, which are candy. Candy it's is candy. on Halloween. Oh, no, true. I'm going to give a thousand pumpkins for the one scene where he says, where they're laying in bed and they're like, where's our daughter? And it's like, getting very late. It's like 10 p.m. And they just like show the dark living room. I was like, that's scary, man. Uh, That's Halloween to you? Oh, yeah. All right. So dark living room? So so does that dovetail right into Screams then? Uh, Yeah, I'll give it. So we were all saying that it's a million screams, and Seb says that it's stupid shit for babies. <laughs> zero scary. screams. I'll, g- I'll Seb, give it a Seb few screams. Seb see the strings on the puppets, whereas we Seb were all watching YouTube shorts on their phone. <laughs> I was not. I was actually very <laughs> engaged in the movie. At McDonald's. 
Geo. I'm happy to hear that. I think that's a movie that's really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was definitely paying attention to this movie. No, I I think it's funny that we are all we all think it's real, and you correctly (laughs) identify that it is. is I believe Catholicism completely. (laughs) I think that might be the difference. Would happen to you if you didn't believe in Christ. In any case, it's like possession is not scary. It's not real. It can't hurt you. But I'm scared of the nun. Uh, <laughs> Nuns six, aren't six, real. Six, they can't hurt you. Six, yeah. six screams. Yeah. But this is this is a four screamer for me. The number I, of I screams is the number of the beast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm always saying that. I think there's maybe like two or three screams in here. I think. Um, oh, I didn't do my pumpkins. Specters yeah, going do you, do you have pumpkins. My pumpkins. Um, what are you thinking? I'm gonna do. Even though it doesn't take place during Halloween, I think it's a very Halloween-y type oh, movie. Oh, this is. <laughs> is this if, his fault? If you, you say that every week. Though. Every <laughs> every year, I'm reminded that George said Halloween the movie could take place on any night. Said, Fuck you! I'll never, I'll never forgive you. <laughs> I get what you're just saying, but uh, fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to do maybe like four pumpkins. Wow, that's one that's huge. been maybe left out for too long yeah, because it's February, you <laughs> know. Right. Um, yeah, I'll do that. So, oh, any pumpkins you'd like to say? So, oh, I did no, say yeah, one yeah. pumpkin. We already one talked pump. our screams. One pump chunk. Um, Blood. What are we thinking? How many? How many bloods for this? How much blood? Sixteen jars of blood. Not a drop spilled. Yeah. Well, I like how he oh, plays right. pumped out of the veins yeah. or whatever. The fuck. How many liters are in a human? Blood. Do you There's know? There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of blood in one person. It looked like just one table's worth, though. Didn't seem that much. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, it didn't seem like that much, but I feel like they, like they would have... he was low. He needed to be topped off. He, he <laughs> wasn't like... in the hospital. He was well, he drank some hospital. before the cops got there. <laughs> I don't know, it didn't seem like that much, but it was something I was thinking about. I was like, they must have like looked into this because they looked into all the other scientific-y stuff. Maybe. Yeah. yeah Maybe. That seemed like a reasonable amount of blood to be in sure. person. Yeah, yeah but in, I also Who's feel like say? this Who's film is say, not yeah. especially gory outside of when... One uh, leaking confessional. Yeah. They don't show you any of the gore in this movie. Except for when the, the Father Morning gets his uh, gets his shit uh, fucked up. All yeah, they don't show the oh, dead yeah, people right. being gory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just that one part. There's just that one part. But like, it's not. you're not even really sure what you're going to see. And then he like kind of crawls up from the bed like... Yeah, oh, <laughs> very good. But like, they don't show you uh, uh, Brad Dourif getting his head blown off, or anything they don't show like you that. any decapitations in the movie. There's no, for a movie that's very focused on decapitations, yeah. But uh, it uses that blood. Well. I do feel like that scene when the daughter is about to get have her head cut off uh-huh. and is yanked away in like weird claymation. Uh-huh. I think that I feel like you can see the. The shears close around her neck a little bit, so that yeah, her that neck is like a sliced bit. when she pulls away. Yeah, you can definitely totally see that intentionally. That. No, no, that's, oh, on purpose. that's for sure on purpose. And yeah. I expected them to like cut back to her, like she has a cut. Yeah, the the whole way that that was like I was unclear if she even got her head cut off with the yeah. way that that scene was. It's really like, weird, cut. cartoony because yeah. uh, like even the grandma pulling her out should have been a cane head. that comes out. Yeah, of like <laughs> yeah, that was my thing. It was cartoony, so I was like. Meh yeah. about that scene, kind of. I think that makes it scarier. It's like the thing in uh, Pee Wee's oh. Big Adventure with, like, um, what's her name? Large Marge. Large Marge. Large Marge. Mm-hmm. Like, 
suddenly inserting claymation into your movie is weirdly unsettling to me. So. One of the scariest mm. scenes I've ever seen. Large March. Do we got bats now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are we thinking Do on bats? Tweets now no, no. We have a podcast email. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh. You've been doing that for an hour and a half. <laughs> This is a McDonald's video on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that didn't make the episode. <laughs> so demons have bat wings, right? Uh, so there's a lot of demon, right, in this. There's yeah, one big bat giant wings. demon in this. So I'll, I'll give it a big giant bat. One big bat. One big bat. Yes. Yeah. This, this is a three exorcists, three bats. That's how. That's how. Okay. I'm Sorry, them's pretty, the rules. I'm pretty. Uh, you know, I'm the rules. <laughs> Those are the rules. Yeah, We'll be seeing you very soon. Trick or treat. Oh.